106.9. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com. Joined every morning by Matthew Fantone, and I'm going to him early this morning ah. because it ah. is the wrap-up day for what is your Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a big day yesterday. Big one yesterday. As WWE had their Super Bowl last night, which is WrestleMania. Now, that is like the culmination of WWE, right? The grandest of all stages right there. It is the the payoff for the year of wrestling. I mean, um, essentially everything kind of starts new today. All the storylines get wrapped up. You start getting new rivalries and things like that. Most things... This is the end of the season for like a show. Yeah, so, 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 you know, start... Are there cliffhangers? No, I I mean, starting tonight, you've got, you've got, you know, new champions. You've got, you know, dudes who have, who've scored that are beefs, kind of, who have who have taken big steps in their storylines. So, um, dude, I was really impressed yesterday, aside from just WrestleMania, but, like, the hype behind it. Like, uh, social media yesterday, it just felt like I couldn't escape it. Now, granted, I, I was I was excited to be there, but, like, I, I think that says a lot about your timeline. I mean, everybody was, was, was talking okay. about it yesterday. See, I find that interesting, because when it started last night, I went to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, because I remember last year, like, didn't it hold the record for social media impressions? Like, mm-hmm. it beat the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I was like, oh, I'm interested to see if this continues. WWE has a big advantage there because it's a worldwide product. And obviously, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all that stuff isn't just in America. It's social media. I mean, they, that's where they get a big fair, bump. Super Bowl is global, but not weekly. Right. And so wrestling kind of, you're right about right. that. I didn't Pe- think about that. People don't have the same invested interest in American football as they do WWE. Like, it's just a different, you, you know. You can pick up WWE at any time and right. you kind of know what's going on. Right. That's the good guy. That's the bad guy. Exactly. It's very easy to figure out. That's true. But so I was on Twitter last night while yes. it was on. And I was like, let's see if this is, like, motivating w- what's going on on Twitter. And honestly, I wasn't all over my timeline. And so I was like, okay, I'm following the right people. Like that's what this is. Like I'm not, I'm not following a bunch of wrestling people, which is good for me. I mean, I saw the people that I know that I do follow that like it. We're talking about it. There's obviously no doubt. But like, I have definitely changed. Like I said on Facebook too, I unfollowed a bunch of people, and so I wasn't getting as much of it as you did. But I bet when we go look at the numbers, and the numbers will probably be out later today if they're not already out of social media impressions. And I bet it dominates. Yeah, I mean, right now, six o'clock in the morning. I mean, the what day are we after, talking about? And I don't even like this stuff. Of the top. 10 things trending on Twitter right now. There it is, right? Three of them are wrestling related. Okay, see, so yeah, that's it, huge. It, a, pretty, a pretty big chunk there. Um, as we talk about, you know, well, Super Bowl and, and pro wrestling, did you see last night um, during the Andre the, ba- or Andre the Giant Battle Royal? Um, they Rob named Gronkowski came out. Gronk was a part of it. He uh, He's best friends with one of the wrestlers, Mojo Rawley. He used to be a pro football player. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I know that happens a lot. And, uh, and uh, dude, so Gronk's out in the you know, ringside. Gronk's out there ringside. And uh, I hate one of the dudes Gronkowski. comes over and grabs his drink and like dumps it over his head. Gronk takes the shirt off, goes into the ring, sets him up with a spear. And, dude, I can only imagine how much Bill Belichick was losing his friggin' mind. You know what? You bring it up an extra point because, dude, he is very anti the Patriot way, Rob. Gronkowski, and they kind of look the other way on it, and I don't get it because he's hurt all the time. Yeah, he is hurt all the time, but when he's not, he's unbelievable. He is amazing. I mean, he's a freak of nature physically. I just don't like him. When you're really good at something, you can get away with stuff. (laughs) I I gotta get good at something. I don't know if anybody else has figured that out. Um, Other highlights of WrestleMania last night, the Hardy Boys made their return. I know a lot of people were excited about that. So a buddy of mine who I follow on... uh, on Twitter did say this last night. He's like, the Hardy Boys won the belts. My space is all the rage, right? 
now. Because, like, what are they resurrecting the Hardy Boys for? Um, it's because... Are they suffering brand issues? Well, I, I think you, you, you have... You know, wrestling's not a sport, and I'm not going to present it as such. But when it comes to something like this, which is which which is an athletic endeavor, I mean, just like oh, it's definitely athletic. You know, just like just like you Gymna- know, well, well, but like I mean, I don't know, dancing's very athletic, but it's not a, not sport. a sport. You know Fair. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the right um, analogy. So, with that being said, these guys can have much longer careers. These guys can put out a lot longer. And I mean, a key example was the Undertaker last night. Is these dudes can keep wrestling decades deep. Like pro athletes, because you have somebody in the ring that can cover up your weaknesses. You guys are working together to make it look good, as opposed to really competing with each other. So you know, if you tried to bring back a forty-five, you know, a forty-year-old football player, it'd be like, oh my god, dude, what, what are you, are you doing? doing? You can't do that. But in wrestling, you're able to do that. So that's why you get more length out of these guys, and that's why you get a career like the Undertaker, who uh, who actually just wrapped things up last night. It appeared um, uh, the Dead Man made his uh, his final his final his final match. Last night. That's the only Undertaker there's ever been, right? I yeah. know there was like a thousand Ultimate Warriors or whatever it was, but like there's only been the one Undertaker, right? Correct. And last night, man, boy oh boy, it was time to hang up the hat, dude. Oh, he was just, just got. I mean, dude, he's been wrestling since I still watch this as a kid. Yeah, he uh, he he did, he did, the match did not look good last night. I'm glad that he did it. I'm glad he went out on WrestleMania, but they made it the main event. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel authentic. Oh, that's forced. Yeah, it really was kind of like. Ugh. I mean, you're kind of stuck in the middle there because. Because he's so big that you can't have it like third match right. out. I saw your boys. Was it New Day? Were like all over the posters yeah. for it. They seem to be like the highlight. Uh, Why they, were they not the main event? Uh, they weren't in the main event. They weren't. They didn't even have a match last night. They were the hosts of it. I oh, thought it was very oh, uh, telling to weird. see. Um, you'll remember the uh, the sex tape story from a couple weeks ago yeah. featuring the WWE. There was uh, Paige, um, a, a, a WWE female wrestler. She she had a sex tape leak, yeah. and it all went like, oh, my God, Paige had a sex tape, Paige had a sex tape, Paige had a sex tape. Nobody really noting that one of these dudes from New Day is in that sex tape. And it's like, so Paige is ostracized from the WWE, treated like a leper, doesn't have a spot on, on the roster, and this dude who's in the sex tape banging her out, is just like host of the host of WrestleMania. It's like, hey, I'm the host, and it's like, so this woman being punished for it, and this dude up there, front of the stage, like that is man. weird. And I mean, like, that is weird. I guess once again, it's all you know. When you're good at something, you can. Well, I you mean, can get away with stuff. Yeah, but she's still pretty good, right? Yeah, but I mean, he's over. He's he's like one of the biggest draws. In I the mean, company they're the right thing now. in the WWE one right now, the, right? Definitely one of the biggest things in WWE. So it uh, it just goes to show you can be you can do wrong things. You just have to be really good at stuff, guys. I promise at eight o'clock we'll talk real sports with Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. I promise. I know the Indians start today. Uh, they play the Rangers, I believe, seven o'clock later this evening. Yeah. WFNY Scott was all about the, about the WWE last night, though. He was tweeting up a storm about it. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he was like, tweeting oh, up a storm. No. So, oh, no. Might do a 7 o'clock, Scott, from waiting for next year break. Who knows? Oh, no. I uh, I heard that uh, that your boy John Cena got married. Yeah. Or well, engaged. Now, now go ahead. I would assume, because I'm an, an intelligent person, that this is... 
He asked this woman to marry him two weeks ago. The WWE knows. They and then they kind of woven it into the storyline of the WWE. The fearless Nikki Bella, not just this woman. Oh, <laughs> Nikki Nikki Bella right there. Dear star God. of Total Divas and Total Bellas right there. Um yeah, I think this was obviously all a part of the game plan. It was a mix it was a mixed uh gender match last night. I mean he doesn't have a shirt on and he's got like cut off shorts on and like tennis shoes. Who asked somebody to marry them that way? Who says yes to that proposal? Look at the rock on that chick's finger and you'll see that like, oh yeah, George. It's not that big of a deal, dude. I mean, okay, it's fair. like, dude, it's like an iceberg on her finger. It's uh, comically large, if you ask me. But I mean, she's—I don't know—she's over the top, almost comical, like proportioned. So, um, yeah, dude, it's—it's it's a real authentic thing, and I don't think a love story is, has been seen like this since since the Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth got married at SummerSlam. Which I would assume is what's going to happen there. Marriage at SummerSlam. Engaged at WrestleMania. Married at SummerSlam. You know, that's the thing about wrestling is that your audience turns over every five years. And so you can just go back to the bag of tricks and the newer audience doesn't know. What? This, is so, this is so original. Unlike radio where everything is right. a brand new well, I was, idea. I was just going to say that. Like, dude, radio does it all the time. Like, some of the millennials don't, aren't aware of old Howard Stern. So you'll see, like... You know, radio hosts do like find the porn star in the park, and it's like, yeah, Howard did that in 1980 at DC 101. But millennials don't know that, and so they think it's like the greatest thing they've ever seen. It's true, that does happen. Find the porn star in the park. We should maybe do that. No, yeah, no. I'm sure, that's gonna go well. Yeah, that'll go real good. So, keeping with the sports, let's move into real sports here. Okay. Do your can charge going to the playoffs, and Indeed. we have a four pack of tickets every single hour this morning. So we'll get you hooked up with Canton Charge tickets. And also, 9.30, Chris Rock plays the state leader April 20th. We'll get you into Chris Rock as well. And I want to go backwards, back to April 1st, next on Rock 106.9. News outlet where usually, I mean, they'll do something so obvious, something so over the top. But I guess that's more Fox 8 I'm thinking about. If you're CNN, if you're like a an actual, you know, and I guess I'm not trying to say Fox 8 is not actual news. No, but if you, they would probably make it like a local April Fool's type thing that right. you'd kind of be able to pick up on. Right. Like, could you believe that, you know, LeBron James or something, you know, something like that, but... Mally's now sells, you know, something, right, right, instead of chocolate. Yeah, I could see it. But I, 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 uh, I think as a as a as an actual like news outlet, as a CNN, as a Fox News, even as an MSNBC, you probably wouldn't want to dilly dally or to get up too much into this. I, like I said, I don't want to go overboard here, so I don't want to be like I think it's sad, that, but like it is weird that like we can't even. I don't know. Like we can't joke around now. Like if we if we lose again, I'm trying not to go overboard here, but like if we lose jovial. There is something wrong with that. Um, but is 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 the news outlet where you're going for your jovial? Like I, nobody's saying like, dude, down with April Fools. We got to take down this. All right, that's jokes. But like this is like our reputation stands on this, and what we say is important. And 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 you start getting into the business of oh, well, I said it, but I didn't really mean it. And I feel like that's dude, that's a bad place for anybody serious, whether you're a news outlet, a politician, or whatever. That's a bad place to be. I I would agree, but I would what I would say about that. And I think I'm right about this. Surprise. But I do. I think I'm right about this. Is that had you kept that kind of standard all along, you'd be able to do April Fool's. Now, I'm not going along with the every news outlet lies. But we've seen a decline in fact-checking and like that kind of thing and real research go into some things. I, I don't know if it, there's been a decline of that or if it's been a decline of us caring about it. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's still people out there who are doing reputable things. I just think people are less likely to care about it. 
And they don't get highlighted as, as right, much. and they don't get there's there's no spotlight on it because uh, we pe- don't care. About we it. don't care about it. No, we want, that's true. We, we want, want faster news. We want faster news, and we want what already reinforces my beliefs. And that's every per. I mean, I think I'm not just pointing at one side. I'm saying everybody is on very much on no, this. No, both like, sides are guilty. Well, of that. If, if 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 I think I'm right, and I it reinforces that, then I'm sharing it, and I'm I'm posting it, and who cares? You know, facts be damned. So I got totally duped. On Saturday for April Fool's Stansbury got got. I got, got I did. Got. I got got. Jeez, all right. Because I'm here? not a practical jokester. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm-mm. I'm not going to pull a practical joke. We don't do April Fool's jokes here on the program. I just don't, I, I don't get it. Really. Hey, you're not a, 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 I mean, you're, you're not celebrate the big holiday guy. So why would you be celebrating like the, the third tier holidays? Ones, right? right. I'm just not into it. But, and it's, that's important. April Fool, for this story, April Fool's Day is not a holiday. That's important for this part of the story. I mean, yeah, yeah, I would, I'd have to agree. So I found myself to. a little lonely Saturday afternoon. Well, big surprise there. <laughs> so, you know, next thing you know, the laptop opens. The warm glow. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Sift through the crust on the keys. Right. Find the power button. Turn <laughs> the love machine on. That's what he calls right? it, the love machine. And so, yeah, so I, dude, I, I crank up the love machine there. Right, careful and, with the crank. <laughs> let's be careful what we're cranking, buddy. And I go to the Pornhub, right? Because right? that's like the Walmart of pornography. Yeah. Right? Sure. It's one-stop shopping. Get everything you want right there. And not realizing it's April Fool's Day, I totally forgot. You log on, and they take over your screen, and it says, Pornhub's added this brand new feature where we're automatically going to start sharing what you watch to your social media like flies over and say, like, yeah, we're gonna automatically send the video you just watched to Facebook and Jeez. Twitter and Instagram. And I, dude, there I was, crisscross applesauce, <laughs> looking at the, looking at the machine. I was like, no! I was like freaking out, right? Terrified. And then the screen like wipes over, and says, "Dude, come on, we would never do that to you. We're pouring up April Fools. We got you." And dude, I gotta tell you, I was like, "Well, way to go, pouring up. I can't get an erection for another hour now. So like, you're working against yourself, dude." I was absolutely terrified by that. I'm a little bit surprised that they did that. I mean, to do an April Fool's Day joke for Pornhub, sure, but to do that, to, to, to make people buy that? I thought they would just, like, show me, like, force me, like, gay porn. Like, or, you know what I mean? Something, something different than that. I mean, like, you know, instead of showing you a porn video... Which is it, no joking matter. It shows you, like, a stupid video of, like, I don't know, a million different things they could have done, but to, to give people the impression that you were sharing that, because that's every... What do I want to say? Porn consumer's worst nightmare. You know what I mean? What's right. the, the the running joke as well? You know, a, uh, you know, a best friend will be the one who deletes your your browser history. Um, and obviously, I feel like you would probably be less of a deal. But like, dude, there's people out there who have jobs. If you're a teacher, if you're a a, a oh a, god a, a person of of of, of she watches pornography on right. her own time. If, 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 which if, should be fine, of course. But if you're a person of any standing in a community, if you're like a, a pastor or a preacher or something, and you went to porn. Hub yesterday or on, on the first, and you saw that. I, I, I'm a little surprised they did that. I am. I, I do honestly. I was terrified. I was like, "Oh my god, what did happen? What did I click? What did I do wrong?" And I just wasn't able to get the focus back. Sometimes you'll see on porn sites they'll have that video, that share video, and then it'll be like, "Yeah, you can click and share this on your." Phone. And, and I always wonder who's, doing that? who's sharing the porn. Yeah, who? Like that's weird, right? 
It's I, like I don't I, like Twitter's got like all the like here's all these hot horror accounts and you'll see dudes like retweet those. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. Like I mean, hey, here this is what I masturbated to. That's right. what you want to put out there. Let me retweet this chick with this big ass. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't understand that. I will look at it, but like it's not going to be a part of my like timeline. Everyone, check this out. This is what I was just. This is what I was cranking. I can't wait to get home. This minute I get home, I'm taking the belt off and I'm gonna. I'm going to bow down on myself here. Trying to have some respect here, gentlemen. A little bit. Come on. A little bit. A four pack of tickets for the uh, Canton Charge uh, playoff game Wednesday night. We'll do those after Disturb next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9 online wrqk.com. If you missed WrestleMania. Last night, you can watch uh, John Cena get engaged for some reason up at wrqk.com in the Cena's Radio Show section. I, uh, I again, I'm in jest there. I totally, I don't get this stuff, but I know a lot of you like the wrestling. Yeah, I know a lot of you do. It's like disturbed, you know. I don't like the stuff, but I know a lot of you out there do. Yeah, people seem to be happy about the disturbed. Hey, you know, look, I, and I got to walk a fine line here because I don't want to, I, I, you know, my bosses hear things and they think I'm saying something and I'm not really. But like, Nobody's I was once told, <laughs> I was once told here, I said, do we're a rock station, we don't play a whole lot of Metallica. And I remember he said to me, he goes, well, you know, with digital readouts and like dashboards now, like people see the word Metallica at seven o'clock in the morning, it's a little heavy and it freaks them out. And I was like, Wait, what? What? What did you just say? And now there has been a musical shift at this radio station, and thank the dear Lord, because I felt like it needed it. And I even said before the change, I said, Rock 106, I was doing about 85% of what it needed to do. It's just that last 15% needed to be tweaked, and they've done it, and it sounds a lot better, in my opinion. That's my opinion. But it's like, to go from, well, no, Metallica, do they read it on their digital readout and it freaks them out, to now disturb down with the sickness at 6.30 in the morning? It's like, okay, we're heading in the right direction. Dave Draymond there. Mother issues like Sansbury. And I don't even like that band. I find David Draymond to be wildly annoying most of the time. But I get it. And I would play, much like Sublime. I hate Sublime, but I get why we play it. I don't really like 311, but I get why we do it. Tell us, about, tell us about David Draymond's dance. Tell us, tell us I'm not dancing like David dance. Draymond. Come on, dude. I love when you do it. He's got that Come leather on. vest. He just shakes those <laughs> meat tits back and forth. And he shimmies like a awful. David Draymond is the worst front man to watch. Like, he's got that cool voice. And he's got the wow. Yeah. That's like all cool. That's all cool. Yeah. As long as you're blind when you go to the show, because he is abysmal to look at. Like, it's awful. It's nauseating watching David Draymond sing from the stage. Nauseating. He, Coming up next, tickets to disturb. Who wants to go see him? They'll be a blossom. Sweat just flying <laughs> off of nipples. It's just awful. Ugh, it's so gross. Speaking of gross, yeah, we might have to do a moment of silence here. <sighs> okay, ready? Right. One, two, three. Okay. All right. <sighs> My car has been defiled. What happened? Bought a new car. Yeah. Wacom Auto. Yeah. Totally happy with it. Okay. 2013 Honda Accord. Could not be any happier. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, dude, it seems like from the top to the bottom, you've been very satisfied with this car. and Love the car. I uh, I would assume that this is a pretty serious thing here. If, 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 if you're... Uh, it's been defiled. Yeah. If you're going to say defiled, what, what happened? Buddy? And I, uh, 
I, I've gotten so much so recently, dude, I've gotten so proficient with, I, I have like a rear view backup camera in it yeah. and I'm pretty proficient and now I back up, I do, I, I like, I back the car into every time I park, you know what I mean? Okay. I'm getting All very right. used to using the rear view camera because at first it's a little off putting. It's like, right. oh, like, I don't know if I totally trust this thing. Right. And then you get used to it and you're like, yeah, that's amazing. Look at me having powers. Dude, thank God I don't have to turn my head anymore. That was a pain in the ass right there. <laughs> I, don't, backwards. I don't have time to be looking behind me and all this other stuff. Um, but it, it really does. What do I want to say here? Um, bells and whistles on cars. At first, you're like, no, that's I don't what care. Sells them. You're like, oh, I don't care. I just want a car that's reliable. And then it's like, dude, no, the comfort of your car is very important when it yeah. comes to like uh, being satisfied with the purchase. Is like having the technologies available to you. And once you have them, you can't go back. You Absolutely can't, not. Can't go back. No. So I got all the modern technology in the car, right? And I love it, right? right? And right. so and and I, and I've had food in the car. But never eaten. Well, because we've talked about that. First of all, Stansberry, a, a habitual eater, or driving, drive, driving while eating person, like constantly doing Which it. Which isn't good. That's distracted driving, too. Especially when you eat like Stansberry. <laughs> like, if you're a normal person just eating like, you know. You know, I feel like they know that. <laughs> I feel like, you know, there probably wasn't a reason to hammer that down. No, but I mean, dude, the, the, the aggressive eating that you do behind the wheel um, would often lead to, what, what do I want to say? Could lead to an accident. Could very well lead to an accident. Perilous situation. You get food everywhere, dude. You got you got lettuce going all over the place. It's a problem. So I gave somebody a ride home on Saturday. Okay. And they had a bag of popcorn. Okay. And I said. Did you go pick them up at the movie theater? <laughs> we were okay. leaving an event. Okay. And I said, getting in the car, I don't feel comfortable with you bringing that in my car. Oh, you're making too much of this. It'll really be okay. Okay. No, it wasn't. No, it, wasn't. No, it really wasn't I, I at all. No, like not even close. Okay, so so this so this person. So I gotta you tell you this story. Him. Here's the problem. I have to tell you the story without telling you the story. Okay. So like, which I know is not great, but like, long story short, a full bag of like medium sized popcorn ended up all over my car to the point where yesterday morning. I had to get up. Like, I went to sheet Saturday night after dropping this person off, and I started doing it then, but I was so mad. Like, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't hold the hose of the vacuum. I was shaking <laughs> mad. Like, wanted to, like, wrap it around their throat, pull it tight, and watch the face turn purple. And, like, that's how mad I was, right? So I was like, all right, just go home, go to bed, wake up tomorrow, everything will be all right. I was on my hands and knees, Fantone, yesterday for two hours. Seven o'clock in the morning, vacuuming out popcorn from my car. Livid pissed. I've never, honestly, I was so mad. You're so mad. Um, you, Beg uh, them, please don't bring that in the car. I, it'll totally be fine. Yeah. It was fine. You've you've you you you've certainly taken pride in this automobile, and I know this was like a purchase that you felt good about, and something that you were like, "Dude, I'm going to take care of this." Because it's amazing how getting a new car does like beef up your confidence. Oh, of course, dude. I mean, it's the second biggest purchase you're going to make in your life. You know, it's 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 up there on that. And like, you have a what do I want to say? Especially in the beginning, you're like, "Dude, it's my new car. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it washed. I'm going to make sure I keep up on the oil change. I'm going to make I've sure I check that car things. more times in one month." Than I have my, my last two cars combined. You've got you've got you know this. The, you know, I'm I'm never gonna have anything but water in here, and I'm, I'm not gonna have food in here. I'm not gonna leave any trash in here. And you've got all these rules that you're setting up for yourself. So for somebody to come in and just essentially dump a bag of popcorn on those rules, like, this yeah, this is how serious I've taken keeping the car clean. Is that I play golf, right? Right. That's what I do. That's my hobby. Right. I have a plastic bag in the trunk of my car 
where I when I take my golf shoes off, I put them in the plastic bag and tie it off and put them in the trunk so my trunk doesn't get dirty. Like, that's how serious I've been taking it. Because I don't want to have to vacuum that out all the time. Right. And so I played yesterday. Great, by the way. Feeling good. Oh, bro, did I have it yesterday. Feeling good. And so, oh, yeah, feeling really good about the game yesterday. And so, like, that's how serious I've been taking it. So when I saw that Saturday, I mean, when I woke up yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have to spend the first part of my Sunday cleaning up after somebody. Had I done it, I'd have been like, oh, you fat ass. Like, you know this is why you shouldn't eat in the car. But for somebody else to do it after you've told them, please don't bring that in here. And the just flat out, like, disrespect of that. Wow. Like, just kind of blew me over. Wow. And I was kind of, I, yeah, I was just like, man, yesterday I was like vacuum. I was like, I can't believe this is how I'm going to spend my Sunday. I was, yeah, I was mad. Well, now, you know, you, like you said, you've been cleaning this car. You've been taking care of this car. So I was mad. So that's probably how you were going to spend your Sunday anyway. Take it up to Dad's car wash, you know, go vacuum that bad boy out. But, dude, I, uh, I, I honestly, I have, to, I have to give you a tip of the hat, dude. I am surprised that you're this calm about it. Maybe in the moment you had that, that Stansberry, oh, that, that crockpot of rage going. But, I, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised. Prices didn't derail your entire day today. Well, it's only 652. <laughs> There's still plenty of time for this thing to go off of the rails, and it probably will. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We will do that at 8 o'clock. Again, a reminder, Indians play Rangers tonight. That's yeah. officially the first time the Indians are – because uh, opening day for baseball was officially yesterday, right? Correct. This yeah. is the first time the Indians will be in action. Correct. Not home. We're away at Rangers. Uh, we'll talk to Scott about that. We uh, Every hour this morning, we're going to yeah. get you hooked up with a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. They play Wednesday night, first playoff game. Uh, I believe Fantone's hosting that. Indeed I am. Is that right? I will be there. All right, cool. So we will get you hooked up with those tickets. Let's do that right now. We'll take caller 20 at 1-800-243-7625. Again, that number is 1-800-243-7625, and we'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Every hour this morning on the program, you're getting hooked up with a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game Wednesday night as they enter the playoffs. We'll have another four-pack, 47-45 this morning. This is the uh, the sixth consecutive season that the Canton Charge have made the playoffs, which is an NBA D-League record right Isn't there. It? Every season they've been a team? Every single one of them, they have made the playoffs. So, uh, hey, got a winner. I genuinely feel like in the four years that I've been watching Canton Charge basketball, I feel like this is the most talented team that they have, um, So or that they've had since I've been watching and honestly why not this year you so know what I, i'm saying why not i hope i'm not asking you something you don't know but like how do the playoffs work is it a three game series yeah is it five game series what you, happens you've got eight teams that make it in from the uh from okay. the from the league and i would assume that next year it'll be different just because there's going to be a big switch and, and then a lot more teams are going to exist a lot more next year. money being put into the, that league yeah so i would assume it'll change next year but how it works this year you've got essentially the elite eight you're down to already um it starts off with a three game series uh the Lower seed has the first game at home, then the following two games are played on the road. So uh, hopefully Canton can pick up this victory on Wednesday, head up to Toronto, put the, uh, two there. put the Raptors 905 away. That'd be nice. I would like that. Yeah, dude, let's bring a champion to the Hall of Fame city, baby. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. 745 will get you into that game. Yeah. 930, we're passing out a pair of tickets to check out Chris Rock State Theater April 20th. We'll do that. Man, I kind of want to go to that. I do want to go. You know what I'm saying? First of all, it's the 420 show, bro. The oh! four, it's the 4 April 20th, bro. I didn't even think bro, about that. April 20th, man. Are you going to see Chris Rock's going to be so funny, dude? So funny. But, dude, honestly, Chris Rock's hilarious. and I Yeah, and... 
I bet has interesting things to be saying right now. Yeah, right? yeah. I feel like I feel like he would definitely be a show I'd want to go see. Yeah, I would want to check out Chris Rock for sure. Nine thirty, we'll pass those tickets out. You know what? Talking about the live events. Okay. I do need to thank the audience. Okay. Okay. So we booked this show at the Canton Palace Theater, yeah. July seventeenth. Shine down coming to town. Yeah. Right. And there were people who were nervous about this. And Fantone and I both said to him in the meeting, "What are you guys worried about? <laughs> it's stupid? it's like one of the bigger bands in the rock radio format right now." And they're playing, I don't want to call the Palace the small venue, because that kind of sounds like I'm slamming it, and I'm not. But it's not necessarily CSU. It's not even the Civic Center. I mean, it's a 1,500-seat venue. It's an intimate venue. Intimate is the best way to say it. For sure it is. And that, honestly, is one of my favorite parts about the Canton Palace Theater, dude. There is not a bad seat in the house, and uh, you're not going to get an opportunity to see a band this big on a stage that size again for not a while. Not that often. Right, right. right. But, so... The production company, Live Nation, sent us a very nice email over the weekend and said, I want to thank you guys for all the work that you did with this because this was, they said, one of the most successful radio pre-sales they have ever done. So that's the audience of this show showing up and showing the power that we have. And, dude, we got an attaboy for that. And so, really, you're the ones that need to be thanked for that. Because you guys listen to the program and you do what you're told. So vacuum out my car and get the popcorn out of it. Kidding. I think Shine Down might get a little bit of credit for it, too. But we'll take it. We'll take it. Sandsbury Show. Yeah, we're the best. Yeah, pat myself on the back for it. Good job, guys. So way to go. That show July 17th. We'll have more tickets as it gets closer. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's kind of our your only option at this point. I, last I heard, and this was over the weekend, is that they were down to singles. Yep. And not that many. So yep. I don't know if we've officially hit sold out yet. I will probably find that information out after the program this morning. But again, like Live Nation emailed me like, yo, dude, this is one of the most successful radio pre-sales we've ever seen. Thank you so much for your help. And so the, really, that's about you guys. Thank you. Boss Man was copied on that, right? He's going to say congratulations, yeah. right? He's going to no. say boy," right? He was copied on it. He'll go, yeah, somebody <laughs> else already told him. I don't have to tell those two idiots anything. That's what he'll say. That's it. That's who he is. You didn't cool. sell any tickets. Shine down sold them, idiots. I went door to door and sold them. You didn't do anything. That's that's like the kind of mentality. He has. But that was cool, and I was happy to see that. Yeah, thank you guys for for supporting. So I can't believe I'm going to do this again. No but way. it's probably not. No way. It's like, we've already done this once on the program. We'll probably do it again before the day is over because honestly, I can't think of anything bigger that happened. God, is that sad? Say it. Say it. Say it. I can't believe I'm going to say this say right it. now. But WrestleMania is topic A. It's topic A. I can't believe that, but it totally is. This was huge last night for the wrestling people. Now I will know. I did notice that where was WrestleMania? Florida. Yeah. Don't, yes. 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 Welcome of to Florida. I think it's cool. Like I will say this about the WWE Phantom. I'll give your obsession this. Was that that they are normally an indoor event? Yeah. And normally when you take an indoor event and you take it outdoor, one of two things happens. It gets so much cooler or so much worse. And the WWE does a good job of moving their venues outside and still having it be off. They did it in Vegas once. I know um, they did it obviously last night. There's been a couple of times and it still comes off cool. I, um, I, I think I can at this point honestly say 
dude, their production value is second to none. And when I say second to none, I might mean like nobody else is on their level. I mean, just for WrestleMania alone, and they do obviously like a monthly thing. They do a monthly pay-per-view, so those have a ton of production value as well. But yesterday, I, I know the set alone. Do weekly TV shows. The, the, the set alone cost $5 million. Shut and that's, up, really? Dude, and that's just for like, hey, this is a, a, a one-day event. This is, you know, obviously it's their biggest event, but it's a one-day event, dude. And I mean, like the roller coaster up there and like Wait, the, ring, the ring on top of the ring and there was just so many different like oh my god moments where like the production value you just can't you can't deny that they know what they're doing and I think something really worth pointing out at Wrestlemania and, and about wrestling and this is a video I saw on YouTube but I think it summed it up very well people always look at wrestling and say ah it's fake sports it's fake sports it's fake sports and it's like at this point they've acknowledged that they're not a sport they've said that they've acknowledged it they tell you that it's prescripted what it is at this point wrestling is every, anything but wrestling really wrestling is a a weekly episodic live television show about a wrestling federation the stories are already written everybody already knows but it's live actors out there doing live stunts out there and like if it you would look, be a favorite sitcom did a live episode right and if you look at it from that perspective okay. of, of a, well it's not a competition league no and they admit that it's not a competition league these are not these are not genuine comp- competing matches but it's a live action TV show featuring those kind of stunts on a weekly Hold basis on, dude, if you get me respecting WWE by the end of this conversation dude we're not going to be on a weekly basis that they're able to go out there there's no off season for them. There's no downtime. And yeah, sometimes, you know, storylines get get messed up and, and, and matches won't be as good. But dude, you're going out there live. If 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 we did the bang the big bang theory live every single week, it would be an effing train wreck. Yeah, there's a reason now, why they don't do that with with sitcoms and why it's like once every ten years, like your favorite show will do it. Now go throw go throw Sheldon jumping off the top rope, doing a doing a you know uh, uh, you know a six one nine or whatever, and there's no I mean way. guys have died. I mean there's just there's just no way that any other brand would be able to pull this off on a consistent basis like the WWE does. I mean, like I said, as long as you can drop the, it's not a sport. Well, they're telling you it's not a sport. They're not pretending it's a sport. They're not saying like, hey, dude, it's like the NBA championship or hey, dude, it's like it's like Super Bowl. It's you know what? Like everybody was covering it. Like that's you got to give Vince this too. People cover it like it's a sport, though. Yes, like does. Sports Illustrated was tweeting about it last night. Now it's one thing if you're tweeting about it as a brand because it's like, well, of course it's a huge thing, and like, yeah, I would expect Coca Cola to like to piggyback off of WrestleMania. I'm like, right. yeah, hey, we'll slam your thirst. And what else was on except for like standard NBA games? Um, and what was it? The AMAs last night or the American Music something? Oh, the, uh, the American Country Music Awards. Yeah, people. I, ACMs, I, that that yeah. was the other thing that I kind of saw. And like, honestly, boy, what a uh, what a competition that is! Country music fans and pro wrestling. I was fans. gonna say, why why would they? Why, that that's a great point. Why would somebody pit the Luke Bryan fan against the Undertaker fan? Throw throw they're a, the throw, same person. Throw a NASCAR race on last oh. night, dude, and people would have been a they're, serious conflict of interest. NASCAR was on during the day, I bet. Right Sunday, right? That's when they race. Um. So your boy John Cena. You're right. That's my boy. Apparently got engaged last night. Yeah. Now, they obviously were already engaged, and then they just wove this into the storyline, right? Um. Well, this this mixed tag match, it, I don't know. It started a couple months ago, and throughout it, the the Miz, the the kind of bad guy in this role, was from he, Ohio, right? Yeah, and from yeah, and he was on the Real World, and I mean. 
dude's, dude's, dude's uh, uh, what do I want to say? He's one of the better wrestlers in the game right now. Um, he was very throughout it like, oh, John Cena, why don't you marry your girlfriend? Why don't you marry your girlfriend? I married my hot chick that comes out with me. Why don't you do that for yours? And just kept like hitting them over the head with it. And on their TV show, it's been like a topic of conversation on Total Bellas is like, oh, why don't they get married? Why won't they? And the reason they don't is number one, John Cena, dedicated to the game. No question about that, dude. 15-time champion of the world right there. Granted more make wishes than anybody on the face of the planet. JC, WWJC, it's not Jesus Christ, it's John Cena, baby. Oh my God. John Cena. You so right now. So, that dude, I don't even believe in that was blasphemous. So another, so another, another like. Dear God. Another reason why I think Cena, aside from just, you know, he wanted to focus on his career and doing the Today Show and all those different things. Um, he was married prior to coming into WWE. And he was married to like a normal chick. Like just a normal woman, just a normal person, and then he got the worst. In, well, and then he got into WWE and was surrounded by like look at all this vagina, right? And was surrounded by like these like you know Vince McMahon paying for every chick to get boob jobs when and it rains it pours, man. So so he ended up getting a divorce, and shortly after started dating Nikki Bella, and everyone was like, oh, you know, obviously he was cheating on his wife. So I think he was like, dude, I don't want to ever get married again, so I don't have to deal with that again. Uh, that's fair. I didn't know that about him, but uh, dude. I, I, if you, if you look at the video on WRQK.com, you can see the size of this engagement ring. Dude, it's big, it is right? unreal big. Like, it looks like fake. It looks like comical. We have the proposal. If you missed it, it's online. WRQK.com. We'll run the audio back for you right here. I have been waiting so long to ask you this. Stephanie Nicole Garcia Colas. Using, using the real name right there. That's, that's, oh. a, that's a birth one right there. Pulling the pulling the curtain back for the fan. Will you marry me? Oh! It was so obvious that it was going to happen. Oh, as I it, saw you know. I, on Twitter, dudes were like, watch, he's going to propose, watch. I was like, yeah. oh my God. And then yeah. that's when I logged off. I was like, I can't take this anymore. Was that the highlight of WWE? Was that the highlight no. of WrestleMania? What was the highlight of WrestleMania? Um, that was good. I felt like it was cool, but it wasn't the highlight for me. I thought um, uh, the Hardy Boys returned last night. You can check that out at WRQK.com. Everybody lost their mind about that. That was really cool. Um, I think the uh, the Shane, or not Shane McMahon, the, uh, the Triple H and uh, Seth Rollins match was probably the best match of the night. Um, and the retirement of The Undertaker. It first, what do I want to say? The match wasn't what it was supposed to be, but him retiring. I mean, is a huge, huge deal for WWE fans. I mean, he had to come into wrestling, what, 88? Long time ago. 87? Somewhere around there, it had to it had to be late 80s. He made his debut at the, uh, the Richfield Coliseum at Survivor Series. I was at that. I was at the first ever Survivor Series. It was awesome. Because I was a kid. And I still thought, I was like, oh my god, look at it. And it's amazing. Then he grew up. And then my dad bitched the whole way there and the whole way home about having to go there the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Can't believe I got to sit in here and watch this. Yeah, I, I don't know if they handled it the best way they could have, but at the end of the day, the dead man uh, hanging up the hat is uh, is is definitely the highlight. I of saw the still photo this morning of like the hat and like the was it the overcoat? Yeah. It's just like folded up in the center of the ring, like all dramatic. I mean, he's one of a kind. And for guys, I mean, there's a ton of gimmicks in that stuff, and they're running out of them. I mean, you got dudes coming out of boxes of cereal now. I mean, they're kind of like, you know what I mean? They're kind of running out of, like, the storyline. And he's got, he had a good one there. I mean, dude, I was afraid of The Undertaker as a kid. I don't, I'm not afraid of John Cena. I just think he's ridiculous. 
I can't believe that a rapper hasn't redone the Undertaker theme song. You know what I mean? It just sounds like such a, like, you could put a trap beat behind it and just... That might be a good thing. That's what I'm thinking, too. See, now Robert says this was the worst moment of WrestleMania was the proposal. Everyone hates John Cena, dude. If you're looking at it from a John Cena hater perspective of like, oh, John Cena sucks. Well, then, yeah, dude, you're not going to enjoy it. Mm. But if you're looking at it from a storytelling like perspective of like, was that a good payoff? Yeah. Dude, now, is I Raw so. on tonight? Yeah, Raw's on tonight. SmackDown's on tomorrow, man. Raw's always the biggest one of the year, too, because set, you're setting up new storylines. You're setting up new, like, everything. So it'll be a good Raw. No breaks sure. in the WWE, huh? <laughs> no breaks, dude. No offseason, man. That's why their fans are dedicated. No offseason. It's because you are catered to. It is legitimately like it's tried and true. Well, I don't get it, but it is tried and true, and they're there for you constantly. And if you look at like what happened this weekend, I mean, they 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 don't just like say, "Hey, come to WrestleMania." It's like a all inclusive. There's WWE access, and there's the shop, and there's all these like different you know different things you can go to. It's like a theme park opens up for the WWE. And I cannot believe that that hasn't happened yet. Vince McMahon, get on it, dude. Open up the Hall of Fame. Have like a WWE theme park, dude. What, what are you waiting for? Be a good for? idea. What are you waiting for? Do it in Orlando. Be a good idea. Do they get like? Are they getting political this year? Um. Well, you got to remember, uh, Linda McMahon is on the Trump administration. Vince's ah, wife is a member of the I Trump administration. About that, yeah. Um. The small business liaison or whatever her yeah, title is. Yeah. Um. And so, I, no, they've kind of. You know, again, I think that's another reason why people might like it right now is because you get your entertainment, you get what you want, and none of what you don't. You turn on a football game, baseball game, basketball games, and dudes are giving you their opinion. I, whatever, it's fine, but you're getting like your political views and slam dunks. Where you turn on WrestleMania, and what is it? It's just WrestleMania. That's smart business. Stay out of that lane and just kind of be who you are and not like fall prey to this. Smart. Uh, your boy Brock Lesnar won the title last night, so I would assume that marks the end of his MMA career. I mean, I know he's suspended right now for drug, you yeah. know, HGH or whatever it was. He's getting but... old, too. I mean, to be honest with you, there's only so much kicking to the face one man can take. We do have a four pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. You'll get hooked up at 745. More Sansbury Show coming up next. Hang on. 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Online for you, WRQK.com. If you missed WrestleMania, we have a little uh, recap for you up in the Sandsbury Show section of WRQK.com. Still to come, 930. We'll get you hooked up with a pair of Chris Rock tickets as he heads into the State Theater April the 20th. That'd be a good show to see, man. They, like He's top tier. Like him, Chappelle. Oh, like yeah. If Seinfeld was to do a show, it'd be another big one. Hey, hey, Louis C.K. would be a big one. Where you put all those guys on the list is debatable, but you can't deny that he's on that list. You know what I'm saying? Great. Especially he, guys who are doing it today. In the conversation of greatest, yeah, for sure. I like Chris, man. He's funny. Maybe I'll try and get a pair of tickets to that. Go check that out. April 20th, that is. 9.30, we'll get checked up. You know, I'm reading this story coming out of Albuquerque, New Mexico that just has me head scratching. And right. just, you know, like, I know I'm not the smartest dude alive. No. Right? I know that. Yeah. But, like, I thank God I was born intelligent. Because I think it really goes a long way. I think I don't think anybody's going to be shocked to find this out. Life's harder if you're dumb. Yeah, it is. It's Honestly, just harder and, if you're dumb. I mean, and you think about the things that challenge you in life, and you're like, you know what? I just don't understand X. I just don't get it. I just don't know what to do. Can you imagine if you were stupid? <laughs> like, not put that through a dumb person's head. And so we got a couple of criminals here from uh-huh. Albuquerque who just don't have their S together. Okay. 
as they've been arrested, they stole a car and they're it had that low jack system on it that kind of tells like cops this is where the car is. Okay. And so they they stole a car and they get caught in the stolen car. Yeah, I, I, you're not welcome gonna, to crime. Yeah, you're not you're gonna eventually, get away. you're going to get caught. Um, and let's be real about stealing cars. You're not going to get away with that crime. It's not like it once was where you could like steal a car, take it Hot up, to, it. take it up to the chop shop, and all of a sudden, you know. But it, dude, that is that is not going to work anymore. If you steal cars, you're going to get caught. There's no doubt in my mind. You would think so. And so they checked the LoJack system of this car, and they found that these two morons drove it. To the local courthouse. They stole the car so they could drive it to the courthouse. Because one of them was due at the courthouse to pick up an ankle monitor from a previous case. They were essentially putting you on house arrest. And they needed to pick up the ankle monitor so they stole a car to get to the courthouse. I mean, dude, at that point, if you're already in trouble, don't you just take the bus? There's buses in Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there are. And looking at these two, they live near public trance. You can t- <laughs> they just do. You can tell by looking at them that they live near what would be the Sarda station. Yeah, I mean, the only, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make an excuse for people who are stealing cars. The only time I can think of where, like, you know, I think that would be a decent idea is if you were in a carjacking situation trying to get away from something immediately. Trying to, like, hey, we just robbed a bank. bank. Get out we, of have to, we have to steal yes. this car and go. Like, I, I see logic in that. But if you're stealing a car for this, well, what are you he, doing? Here's why it blows me away you know they don't just be like hey yeah your ankle monitor you got to be up here right now right you go to court they tell you they set a date you come back a week later to get it or whatever so you've had time to prepare think about a ride this and that but again i'm applying logic to two dumbasses who got themselves in enough trouble where they needed an ankle monitor for something that they had done so of course you're not thinking straight and of course you're going to do something stupid like this and it does it just makes like sometimes i do i like head scratch like the day before the program I'm like oh my god what am i going to talk about all day tomorrow and i'm like oh yeah that's right i live on a planet full of idiots i mean how dumb do you have to be maybe we should start thinking about a life of crime dude me and you we could be like these two guys we're, okay. sm- we're smarter than these two dudes Right? Maybe. Right? 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 Smarter than these two dudes? Here's the thing. I have always... You know how you like grow up and you kind of like watch crime movies or mafia movies and you're like, yeah, life of crime. That seems cool. Dude, like the gone in 60 seconds lifestyle doesn't seem so bad. (laughs) Like, do you just drive like a bunch of nice cars? You bang Angelina Jolie in a Ferrari? It seems like it's going to be pretty good. You never have to vacuum popcorn out of them? It's awesome. No problems. I effing hate you. I hate you. If, you, uh, if you're coming into that joke late, check out the podcast later. I almost strangled somebody for spilling things in my car. <laughs> so wildly annoying. All right, we do have a pack of uh, four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game. As that playoff game happens Wednesday night at the Civic Center, you'll get hooked up next on Rock 106.1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. I'm sure he's going to be all excited today is because the Indians play baseball again today. They start the season away at the Rangers. Gonna be uh gonna be a good year, I think. Yeah, hard to believe baseball's already back around, but when you play baseball that late into the year. Yeah, that's true. I mean that was definitely part of it. You go to the World Series, it extends the series uh season out pretty long there. And it does, it feels like it just ended. Tribe, uh, they were ranked the best team in MLB the game 2K17, whatever really? that is, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Yeah, the addition of Edwin Arcarcionon and the return of Michael Brantley. I mean, I mean, their promising. lineup is good. It's promising. 
I saw your Cavaliers won in overtime the other night. Yeah, man, it was a uh, it was a struggle last night. The Pacers have been sucking pretty bad, and the, the Cavs looked like they were going to win that game pretty handily in the first half. But it took two overtimes. LeBron played a s ton of minutes, fifty two, um, I think, and they play Boston tonight. So uh, it's a uh, what am I want to say. Tough predicament the Cavaliers are in right now because it's like, well, dude, we're getting closer and closer to the second season, and uh, LeBron just played like an hour's worth of basketball last night. Yeah, fifty-two minutes. Might want to give him a blow, but dude, they they have to they have to beat Boston. Like this is kind of not a must-win because they're still going to be in the playoffs, but it's a pretty important game tonight, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Cavaliers prioritize. Look it. at Ohio sports just kind of being awesome today, then all yeah. over the place, dude. It's all cool. over the place. It's interesting. I saw Tristan Thompson already threw cold water on this, but apparently there was a little bit of a blow up during the game. Like he was like kind of screaming. He said after the game, and this should be pointed out, he said, Look, man, we're family. And so sometimes this is going to happen and we're going to move forward. And I mean, that is part of competition. Well, and, and with those two guys in particular, between LeBron and Tristan Thompson, those dudes have screamed at each other throughout their tenure together, dude. Some guys are like that. You know what I mean? Like some dudes, some dudes. You know, they get that 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 speech before the, the the football game or whatever, and they're like, "Oh my god, that coach, what an a hole! My boss, what a dick! I hate right. that guy!" And other dudes are like, "Yeah, man!" And, and dude, both those guys are like, get in your face, yell at each other. It's true. Like I have friends, obviously multiple friends, and I'll argue differently with them depending on the person. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. So I could see. I mean, he yeah. came right after the game. He said, "Look." We're family. It's part of competition. This is going to happen. You know, tempers boil over. He's like, we're going to be fine. We're going to move forward. And, you know, this time I kind of believe, I, you know, people were trying to make it the Kardashian curse last of night. Course. And I was like, ah, I course. think we're going to be fine, ultimately. So we'll go back to um, last week. We, we reported a uh, terrible local story about what ended up being a triple homicide. And then the gunman turned uh, the gun on himself there. Right. And we didn't really know a lot of the details of the case at that point, man. At that point. And now we learned at a Friday press conference that the Canton police identified the victims as Cheyenne Calderon, 20, her mother, Kelly Fressauer, 50, and Fressauer's 70-year-old friend, Timothy Kaiser. They all had the same address as 529 Smith Avenue, so they all lived in that home together. Uh, The suspect was named as 21-year-old, I hope I have this right, Trey Patterson, and he was once engaged to Cheyenne Calderon, the 20-year-old. Okay. Is what happened. So now we know everybody involved, and authorities said Peterson, carrying a 9mm handgun, entered the home through an unlocked back door. He first shot and killed the dog in the home's kitchen. So people won't want to know about the gun, obviously. We have a little audio from the news. We're going to run that for you right now on the Sansbury Show. Canton police now tell us Peterson bought that gun he used in those crimes legally the very same day. And it's raising some questions now about Ohio's gun laws. News 5's Derek Waller got a chance to speak with some experts tonight. So, Derek, other states, they make people wait before they take home their guns. Yes, several states make you wait anywhere from one to ten days between purchasing the weapon and picking it up. Some call it a cooling off period. The goal to prevent impulsive shooting sprees. I don't know how I got out, and I don't. This know is how. this is the guy that survived, correct? correct? And I have that as Brandon Posey. Correct. Awesome. Thank you. I don't know how I got out, and I don't know how he missed me. Brandon Posey had just dropped off his friend Cheyenne when that triple murder suicide took place, seemingly out of nowhere. We go to her house. She wasn't feeling good, so I take her home. Twenty minutes later, pop, pop, pop. 
Canton police say Peterson bought the gun legally shortly before the killings, but advocates of stricter gun laws say that's part of the problem. The vast majority of, of murder victims are killed by someone they knew. Speaking from California, Ari Freilich with the Law Center to Prevent Gun Violence pointed okay. to that's good nine enough. states in Washington, D.C. that mandate waiting periods. And this gives folks um, who, who may be you know, suddenly wrestling with acts of impulsive anger and violence time to cool off. I wouldn't have a problem with a waiting period. Uh, the problem is, is there's the U.S. Constitution. Todd Karam runs the Cleveland Armory gun store in Valley View. He did not sell the gun used in Thursday's shooting. While he's generally supportive of some sort of waiting period, he and other gun owners worry about infringements on their constitutional rights. Why should I be stopped from engaging in something that's legal? And it's also legal for gun retailers to deny purchases to anyone for any reason. Karam says he does it all the time. If I can pick and choose at any moment who I want to do business with. Can you just de deny someone because of... Well, hold on then. Then I'm going to ask the question then. As a person who's pro you owning a gun, if he can deny somebody because he gets a little weird feeling from them, which honestly, I don't hate. I don't hate that. I question whether or not it's the best system, but I don't hate it. All right? But then what's the difference between that and a waiting period? Then? Yeah, I mean, like, oh, if I get a strange feeling from you, some people are just weird, dude. So you're impeding on their right to own a gun? So so nobody can... And so Where's the so, constitutional rights right, in that? So, no, so, so, so the constitutional doesn't apply to people who are weird or who make you feel weird? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a dicey system, right? Because that's, uh, that's a judgment call. That seems strange. Who I want to do business with? Can you just de deny someone because of body language? Absolutely. So hold Definitely. on a second. Like again, I don't mean to go off on too many side tangents here, but like, so the gun store is the one place that can decide who they do business with and who they don't. Like, remember, like all the rage, like they're not going to bake the cake. Well, so like, you could walk in there and that guy could be like, ah, well, do your gay, so I'm not going to sell you a gun, you, but but, yeah. but not say that's the reason. Right, well, I mean, it, it, it gets down to protected classes there. You can't say, hey, I'm not selling to a black person, but you as a business owner have the right to refuse service to people. Yeah, I know the sign says that, but you'll be crucified publicly if you do it. Deny someone because of body language? Absolutely. That's one of the best things as dealers that we have the option is I can deny anybody for any reason. And some research has linked waiting periods to lower rates of suicide. But according to PolitiFact, the data is mixed on whether it works to reduce homicides. Reporting live, I'm Derek Wallen. Now, I would agree. I think that waiting period probably would stop more suicides, right? Because that's the thing you're planning. You think about doing, I don't have a gun. I'll go buy a gun and do this. I don't know. And I got to be, I want to be careful here because I know this is a local, local story. story and yeah. It affected a bunch of people that, that are in the, in the listening area. But I'm not sure that a waiting period may have stopped this particular crime because what we're dealing with here or what it seems as if we're dealing with here is a couple that was together and now no longer are. And I think that that guy was probably going to be angry about what he was angry about the day he got the gun, three days after he got the gun. I, I think eventually, I hate to say it, I think this crime was going to be committed. I'm not sure a waiting period stops this. Now, on the flip side of that, and a responsible part of the conversation is to say, I don't know that it wouldn't have. Right. You know what I mean? And so, like that becomes a that becomes a conversation for people. Yeah, I, I think it has to. I mean, maybe in this one individual case, sure, you can say, well, this definitely would have happened. Still, this guy was hell bent on doing this. But I mean, if we're looking at it from a broader, you know, a broader perspective, if we're kind of taking a step back on this, I I, I certainly can see how. 
crimes of passion happen in the moment. You make that decision of like, I'm so mad now. I'm yeah. so hurt now. I'm so whatever now, where if you just give a little bit of time there, and I don't know, you're right, maybe three days wouldn't have been enough. Maybe ten days wouldn't have been I enough. I don't know. Right. But somewhere along the line, there's probably a, 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 an amount of time where it's like, okay, I've moved on from that. And and I don't know if 72 hours is the appropriate time. I'm not saying you should put like a month in between when you buy the gun and when you get the gun or anything crazy like that. But I definitely see there being a, a, a at least somewhat of a valid point of, well, you can't, it, it, you can't go out and use that gun immediately. But is that enough? I mean, why not? Why can't I go use that gun immediately? If I want it for for home protection, if I want it to carry on me as personal protection, target practice, whatever, I, target practice, hunting, whatever. I don't know if that's enough to, to make me say that you can't have your gun. Brandon Posey was the survivor. We have a post here that he made public. He, uh, it says here, this may be the hardest and scariest thing I have ever witnessed. I'm so sorry I could not save you, Cheyenne Calderon. Oh. I saved your little boy, though. Cameron is safe, and I promise you that. You were an amazing person and hands down an amazing mother. I'm glad we spent the last three days together. You helped me when I was going through a hard time, and I was helping you get through a hard time as well. No one could ever ask for a better best friend than you. We love you, Cheyenne. Fly high and rest in peace. And to everyone affected I'm so sorry for your loss. Peace be with everyone. Pray for Cheyenne's family. And they really, really uh, need that right now. And yeah, I would imagine that they do. That's horrible. Yeah, terrible um, story. Sad to hear about I, that. I, I can only imagine how awful that kid feels. You know what I mean? Like you, 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 you like he said, he dropped off a friend of his and then 20 minutes later there the, she's dead yeah <sighs> terrible it's, yeah, just, it's just terrible dude. i mean and, but he got the kid out i mean if you're gonna look for a silver lining of course that is a pretty big silver lining so uh you know brandon tip of the hat to you for uh making that happen i'm sorry about your situation we will talk to scott from waiting for next year.com we will do so next on rock 106.9 rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9, where you can get hooked up with a pair of tickets for Chris Rock as he plays the State Theater April 20th. We'll get you hooked up with those around 9.30. Every Monday morning, 8 a.m., we talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com, but I almost don't want to do it today. <laughs> Scott, I almost don't, buddy, because I constantly tell people that some of the best sports writing you will find is at waitingfornextyear.com. That's not hyperbole. I believe that. I believe that what you guys do over there is quality, in-depth, journalistic endeavor, and I love people pointing to it. But last night, you were tweeting about <laughs> WrestleMania, and you're shooting a hole in your credibility boat, my man. <laughs> the good news is um, I tweet about a lot of random stuff, and you know, only, only the... The creme de la creme makes the pages of waiting for next year. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a Super Bowl of WWE. You, you you watch a lot of gay stuff, too, so I don't want to hear okay. about it. You're right. I was watching the LPGA yesterday, so you know what? You're absolutely right. Look at me go. All right. So, big day in Ohio sports as, you know, Cavs won, you know, overtime or whatever the other night, and they got, apparently they have a huge game tonight against the Celtics. And LeBron played 52 minutes, I heard. He hasn't played 52 minutes all month, but apparently they did it. Like he did it last night. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, two overtimes. It was bound to happen. I mean, it was a really, really good game. Uh, it was, yeah. Between LeBron and Paul George, um, you know, duking it out back and forth. I did manage to watch, uh, you know, some of the overtimes in between uh, in between the WrestleMania 33 stuff. So, I mean, I got to see these two duke it out, and it was uh, and and he played that those that many minutes because they had to win that game. Um, they have a, a fairly easy contest against. Orlando, who whom they've owned for the last several years, uh, later, you know tomorrow, and then it's the game against Boston, uh, you know later this week, and that Boston game is going to be very very key in uh, in jockeying for you know, and I get I'm gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase this, but if they want 
the number one seed, uh, you know, in the East, the Boston game will be very, very important. So LeBron winning or playing last night and getting them over the top with uh, yeah, a 40-plus point triple-double um, was, was, was pretty important. So I'm sure he's not feeling too hot today after all those minutes, but that's why they pay him the big bucks. Yeah, it's, it's a frustrating place, I feel like, for the Cavs right now, just in the fact of, dude, you guys should have been able to lose that game last night. I don't see why a game against the Pacers on a Sunday night should have to be a must-win, but they've obviously put themselves into a situation here um, where they're sitting second in the East, and they have to win games as, as we get down into the, to the final games of the season here if they want to be in that number one seed. I saw you tweeted something out over the weekend, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, you think the path for the Cavaliers, as it stands right now, could possibly be easier from the second seed as opposed to the first. Why do you feel that way? Really? Well, as, as it stands now, and that's the thing is, you, know, you never know what, what, the, what the jockeying is going to be. Um, you know, the, the, it, it, as it plays out now, Boston, number one, would play Miami in, in the first round, who has given Cleveland fits. And then the second round would be the winner between Washington, who has played Cleveland tough all season and then is, is a potential matchup nightmare given John Wall and everything that he brings to the table and Milwaukee, which is arguably the longest, if not the most athletic team in, in the Eastern conference. Uh, on the other side, if, if the Cavs were to be two seed, um, the Bulls would be their first match, um, which I know they've swept Cleveland this season, but I, I wouldn't read too, too much into that. Uh, you know, given, given the circumstances. And then the second round matchup would be the winner between Toronto and Atlanta two teams they have a lot of familiarity with. Atlanta, I, you could argue, is maybe the, the weakest of, of all the, the Eastern Conference playoff teams. And, you know, every team is going to bring its own challenges, but I think if you're talking road and, and potential likelihood of, of getting back to the Eastern Conference Finals, I don't necessarily think the two-seed is all that bad. So all the freaking out that we've had, um, you know, over the last couple weeks may, may all be for naught because, yeah, they would potentially not have home court advantage in the Eastern Conference playoffs if it were to come to that. But Boston is going to have a hell of a road between Miami, Washington, and and, and, uh, and Milwaukee. So, you know, they may not even get back there as well. So if, if one of those three teams could knock them off, the Cavs are back in the driver's seat when it comes to home court advantage. So I don't, I'm not saying that it's definitely the easier path, but I'm saying if I'm a fan, I'm not too upset about it as, as, as the way it stands because some of those teams, I think are much better matchups for the Cavaliers than the teams up top. I was really worried, or I should say I'm really worried. Not worried is probably not the wrong word, but I'm concerned that they don't win the championship uh, this year. Last year I was convinced they were going to do it. Even when they were down 3-1, I just felt like LeBron will overpower, it'll happen. I remember saying on the show, like, everything's going to be fine. But I'm a little bit more worried about it this year, and I said about a month ago, and I believe I was right about it now, that I thought the Warriors were kind of trolling the NBA, and they were kind of sick of hearing about how LeBron's just going to flick the switch, and everything's going to be fine, and then they're just going to win, and everything's going to be fine, and then he's going to win the title. And then Golden State started to lose a bunch of games, and you know the story started to become about them, and all of a sudden now, Steph's back to being Steph, and the Warriors look like they're the Warriors again, and I gotta tell you, I'm very concerned about this matchup right now. I don't think that's unfair. They're a very, very good team. I think if you're going into this as, as, a, as a championship or bust, um, you know, there's a good chance you could be ups, uh, you know, disappointed come the end of the season. Um, Warriors are very, very good. Spurs are very, very good. That's true, too, yeah. And, and, Cle- and, and Cleveland hasn't played you know, as well, especially as of late, if we're, if we're, if we're going to use recency as a, as, a, you know, as, a, as a gauge here. 
they're they're easily not one of the better teams that are that are heading into the playoffs. So it's it, it you if if you're only watching because you are waiting for a second championship, I think you know that you're probably not you know taking in the you know the the whole journey, I guess, for lack of a better term, for what it is. But I think that it's setting up to be a very very exciting few months. Um, you know, I think all of these teams. While the Warriors are kind of toying with people now, just like they were, I think all of these teams are, are playing for the postseason at this stage. And once that does happen, and I know we keep talking about flipping the switch, and it's been way overused lately, but um, you know the you know getting there, they have to get there for one. But I think the if they can get back to the, the Eastern Conference Finals, I think the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals heading into the NBA Finals could be some of the best basketball fans have seen all season. Now, if, if but. That's only if you if you want to watch quality basketball. If you want to, if you're only watching it to watch your team win, you know I think you know that it could be a bit of a different story. The audacity of a Cleveland sports fan to watch only because they want their team to win—that's absolutely asinine. As a fan base, <laughs> as a fan base who has who has for fifty plus years not been given right. anything, something something is given to you, and now you expect it every time like it's a birthright or something like that. Dude, the audacity of the Cleveland sports fan right there. Dude, um, LeBron uh, has the best claim. To to the Iron Throne of anybody <laughs> in the Seven Kingdoms. Um, last night, LeBron and Tristan Thompson kind of got at it. Was that a big deal, or was that just you know dudes that are competitive getting into an argument? Oh, the, but they're very much the latter. Um, you know, they're they, they're they're like brothers, and you know, brothers fight. Uh, you know, you when you when you're when you're with when you're with someone, especially over a multi-month span, almost on a nightly basis. You know, things like this are about to happen, and I'm I you. I think fans would be very surprised to, to you know, knowing that how much they happen when the cameras aren't on. You know, these guys are, you know, always, you know, getting at each other. And I mean, there were stories that came out last year about how Delhi and Kyrie didn't get along for the first couple of months because Delhi was just playing too hard of defense in practice and they were, you know, going to blows and things like that. So there's, there's a bit, it happens a lot. And, you know, I think I would much rather these guys try and hold each other accountable for blown defensive assignments right. than for Tristan to just cower because it's LeBron James. Right. Um, you know, I think I like that's it. a great thing that a quote-unquote role player is willing to stand up to the best player in the world um, you know, when he misses a defensive assignment. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's a great thing to see, and the fact that they both addressed it after the game and said it was nothing is, 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 is the more important part. Everybody knows Kardashian vagina makes you confident. Everybody knows that. It's like it's like the, the pool of confidence is this the Kardashian vagina. I'll tell you what's interesting, Scott, and we're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com, is here we are, you're a sports-like enthusiast and like expert, right? And so tonight is the national championship game for the NCAA tournament, and I don't feel as if I have to talk to you about that. And yet, the ratings for the NCAA tournament are up 33%, yet it doesn't seem like it's water cooler conversation. What's going on with college basketball? The games have been incredible. Um, you know, there's been a few blowouts here and there, but Gonzaga, for instance, they've only covered the spread once in their, in their national title game. I mean, the game, their, their, their path and their, their game, the way their games have shaken out have, have been very, very exciting. Um, the, the South Carolina run was, 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 was a story in and of itself. Um, you know, and then obviously UNC doing what they did in the way that game ended against Oregon. I mean, I can't, I, I don't blame people for watching. I'm yeah, not a huge money. college fan, and I've, been, I've watched more college basketball games over the last couple of weeks than I watched probably the last three years combined. I mean, the, the, I know it's, purists are going to say it's not the best way to judge uh, you know, a national champion, but you have two number one seeds in their respective conferences you know, who, who went through a gauntlet 
to get to where they are, and they and they get to play for the for the title tonight. And I I, I know, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, Kansas is still the better team, or Duke is still the best team, or whatever. Not on that night, they you were. know, the, and not, not on that night, not and, and and it's the best part. I think you know, if if they were if they, these games were played in best of five or best of seven series, people would hardly watch. But that it's a one and done, that it's all on the line, and that these the, the games have been so so good. I think has been great for the NCAA and, and basketball in general. I want to ask you an opinion on this. I heard Colin Cowher talking about this the other day, and he says what he thinks it is is that if you turn on an NBA game now, that the three-pointer has become so dominant in the league that games can be blowouts by the second quarter and a team can't come back against a really good three-shooting team, and college players don't shoot the three at the percentage rate that an NBA player does. And that because the games are closer and the competition is closer, that that's what's driving the product. Do you buy into that? Oh, well, to me, that just sounds like he's saying it's sloppier play, so there's fewer points scored, so there's much more margin for, you know, the the, the littler guy beating the bigger guy, okay. uh, which I guess there could be some of that. Um, they also think the know, lack I, of politics I, is what's doing it, is that you don't ever hear a college kid talk about what he feels like. He just goes out there, rolls the balls out on the court, and plays. And I think there might be something to that, too, that college basketball is the one area where you're not getting, here's my opinion, and slam dunks. You know what I mean? Like there might be yeah, something. To I, that. I mean, unless you're Lonzo Ball, but um, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of that, and I, I I think each you know maybe each part of it has a little bit of merit. I, I I'll tell you what, but that lack of their ability to hit shots at a higher rate is why I don't watch during the regular season because right. I can't watch because these the kids shoot thirty percent yeah. from the floor. Okay. I mean, I would much rather watch the you know the NBA's product, totally and if fair. it leads to a blowout, then then so be it. But yeah, I can you know the, from a competition standpoint, I I you you. It's hard to be a sports fan and not be enjoying, you know, what's been happening at, during this this tournament. We have buried the lead all day, Scott. As baseball is now back, Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. I know you're a big Indians fan. Uh, Indians start on the road this evening against the Rangers. What do you see coming up with this season? Are we going to make another run for the World Series? Do you think they should? They better. They're 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 easily one of the best teams, top to bottom, in baseball. Um, you know, their rotation again. Uh, when healthy, dominant. Their bullpen, when healthy, the best in baseball. And their lineup, one through six, is pretty much already set. Um, you know, with, with Michael Brantley coming back, which is incredible. Um, you know, so for Tito to just have to worry about seven, eight, and nine on a given night, it, make, it makes managerial, you know, at least early on in the game, very, very, being a manager, very easy. Um, you know, injuries can always derail things. Sure. But, you know, the good news is there's 162 games. And. Jeez. Texas, you know, Texas is a very good team. So, you know, if you know, if things don't go well tonight, you know, for the fans, if you're already gonna start losing fans because of because of that, I think you're you know, it's uh and it's what makes baseball tough because you can't really talk about each game like you can the Cavs or the Browns. No, and you you know, you have to kinda of take them, you know, little by little. They 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 should be at the top of the heap, you know, come come October. Um and if they aren't that will definitely be a disappointment, and then I would be shocked if they weren't, if there wasn't some outside circumstances that made that happen. You're bringing up a great point. You can't really get into baseball game to game the way you can with other things, and 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 I'm glad you did because I, I've just taken this message that says baseball's back today. Why are you talking about the Cavs on the radio? And my answer to that would be is well, the Indians haven't played a game yet, right? And the Cavs are about to make a championship run, right. which is going to outweigh any regular season game that a baseball team's going to play. 
You know what I mean? It's like, no matter what you do, and that's just welcome to my job. No matter what I do, people are unhappy with it. (laughs) And and people have this, people have this romantic notion about baseball. People have this like, oh, well, if you don't like it on TV, you're stupid. It's so pure and everything's so great and baseball and MAGA and oh my gosh, it's all going to be so great again. And it's just like, dude, enough. I I get it. I get it. Like hot dogs, spitting tobacco, hot dogs, hot dogs and like filling in the little scorecard book is great. But like, dude, I don't know. Just the Cavs are about to play in the playoffs. what a stupid question. I mean, the Indians haven't even played a game yet. So, uh, Scott, I appreciate you joining us, buddy. Um, do not tweet about wrestling anymore. No, stick to sports, idiot. <laughs> I'll get Cavs. Real ones. I'll get Cavs Nation or Fear of the Sword on here. I don't, I don't care what I got to do. Dude, I'm totally kidding. We know You know we love you. That's Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Go read some stuff today. And uh, we'll talk to you again next Monday at 8. Sounds good, guys. Take care. See you there. All right, Fantone, I got called out via text message. Okay. All right. All right. I embarrassed myself. <laughs> Here we go. Publicly yesterday. <laughs> so embarrassing. Completely embarrassed myself yesterday in a very public uh, fashion. And uh, a buddy of mine's listening to the show. He's like, yo, man, I didn't hear you talk about this thing that happened yesterday yet. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. So I'll wrap myself out and we'll also give you a four pack of Canton Charge tickets for their playoff game Wednesday night next on Rock 106.9. Show on Rock. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game this Wednesday night as their first playoff game of the season takes place at the Canton Civic Center. Phantom will be your host for that. We'll get you in just a few minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Also still to come, 930. Chris Rock tickets up for grabs. He's playing the State Theater a little later this month. We'll get you into that. I want to thank Scott from moneyfornextyear.com for being on the program. Big guy. day for Cleveland sports as uh, uh, apparently the Cavs have a huge game tonight against the Celtics that they need to win and uh, we'll try back in action. Baseball season underway for uh, for your tribe and the Indians later this evening. They're on the road against the Rangers. And uh, look, I'm not the biggest baseball viewer. I like it. I don't dislike it. But the snobbery that kind of comes with it, like people constantly tell me, well, if you think baseball's boring, it's because you're dumb. Get over yourself. I could say the same thing about the PGA. Like, if you find the PGA to be like, slow and boring on TV, it's because you're not smart. I could say the same exact thing about that game. Well, you say the same thing about classical music, but nobody's sitting around listening to that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what are you, not sophisticated? <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Speaking of which, you know, I don't mean to bog you down with all the sports, but like okay. in the LPGA, something yeah. crazy happened. I heard about this. Give me, give me the rundown. So Lexi Thompson is one of the girls on the uh, women, sorry, oh. uh, on the PGA tour, and she's amazing. Like she's got next level she, talent. She's from Porn Stars Like a Big, right? Lexi Thompson? No, <laughs> that's Lexi Bell. Oh my bad. Um, <laughs> I, I was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. You absolutely were wrong. I thought it was her. So here's what happened. I didn't see the day that this happened because, uh, like, her infraction, I guess, happened on Saturday, but she, they penalized her yesterday. Okay. And she's walking up to the 13th hole, the, the 13th tee box, and a official tells her, we have to give you a four-stroke penalty for something that happened yesterday. Yeesh. That's and, a pretty big penalty, right? Huge swing. Okay. Huge swing. And so she thought they were joking. She said, this is a joke, right? April Fool's. Which, <laughs> who does that to somebody walking up to the 13th tee? Still got right. five holes to play. Like That's right. crazy, right? And so what it ended up happening, and I still don't totally understand it, because I watch golf every single week. Right. I watch both tours. I watch college golf. I watch it religiously. I watch this sport. And yet, I still don't know all the rules. I'm always like, wait, what? You're not allowed to do that? And what? You're, you're, what? You're not allowed to do that? Golf does seem to be one of those sports, and I guess all sports kind of are at this point when we don't even know what a catch is in the NFL. But golf Fair. seems to be one of those sports that is 
almost it's impossible. It's, it's like knowing the law where you think you know, but no, you don't. But you don't. No, no, you don't. The cops don't even know the law. How do you think you know the golf rules? So apparently what had happened is she had marked her ball on the green and you're allowed to pick up the ball and like kind of wipe it down yeah. to get the mud off of it and then put sure. it back down for the putt. So the only sure. time you're allowed to pick the ball up unless okay. you're making a drop, right? And at least I think so. Don't quote me on that. I don't know what the actual rules are. And so a viewer had seen her misplace her ball back down on the green. Okay. It was like a foot putt I heard because, I, again, I was out and I didn't see the, the, the actual day. So a viewer calls in to the PGA Tour. They go back. Yeah, what? this is what happened. So they, they go and look at the tape and then realize, oh, my God, this guy's right, and they penalize him. This happened to Dustin Johnson in a U.S. Open. This happened. Like five years ago, Dustin Johnson was on his way. It was going to be his first time he's winning a major tournament, and he got totally screwed because a viewer called in to bitch. Now, obviously, the uh, protocol exists here where if the PGA noticed something on the tape, they will go back and review it, correct? I would imagine so. so I, don't have a, I don't have an example of that happening. If that's the case and that's the rule, that are in place, why does it matter who alerted you of the rule breaking if the rules are in place that you can go back? What difference does I don't it make? think they actually retroactively go back like that. It, it, but, but they did. But they did here. And I mean, even Tiger Woods was tweeting about this yesterday. He was like, this is ridiculous. Viewers should not determine majors. And I agree. <sighs> I totally agree. Because here's the thing. There's two PGA officials that walk the hole with you. It was a foot putt. Her playing partners were there. The caddies were there. And so, like, if you don't catch this, you don't catch it. You don't rob somebody of a major from, again, from a foot putt, which she was going to make because it's Lexi Thompson and she's amazing. Yeah, sure. You can say she is. But, dude, no, because if dude, if LeBron did something wrong tonight and you called, the NBA is not going to change the game. Well, that, that's not, that rule's not in place. That protocol's not in place. You can't go back. They'll go back and say, hey, the referees messed this up, X, Y, and Z, but they can't go back and, and retroactively change the result of the game. They would never change a result. During uh, the, the competition. That's what I was going to say. Is this is in the middle of competition. And if that's, the, if that's the way that it's set up, and obviously it appears that's the way it is, I, 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 don't, I don't know who, why it matters who told them that the rule was broken. The rule was broken. I don't like couch potatoes b- being involved in that. I don't like it either. There's a reason why you're a viewer. I and think, it's because you suck and you can't play the game on television. I think it's crazy that, 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 that you are able to call. Who am I calling at the NBA? Who am I calling just like, yo, hey, can I talk to LeBron Again, real quick? I watch the PGA every week, LPGA every week. I watch both tours every week, and I could not tell you who to call right now. If the... But I mean, if if the system is in place where you can retroactively, you know, give somebody yeah. penalty strokes, four I, stroke swing. Nah, so then she ends up she ends up getting up on the thirteenth makes and dude, I think birdied it. Like I think she birdies thirteen. They end up getting in a playoff. She loses the tournament because the the, the woman she was playing, I forget her name. I'm sorry, but like she the first like playoff hole she birdies and it, it was pretty impressive. And so Lexi loses, and sure enough, and this is what I love about the sport. Is that she goes right to the Cobra Golf tent and starts signing things for the fans, hours on hours on hand, just signing, 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 after being robbed of a major. I couldn't believe it. Like, dude, fat asses from their couch should not make should not make judgment calls on this stuff. I just thought it to be awful. That's awful. So I embarrassed myself yesterday, and this is golf related too. So I was out playing and it had been a little wet. And I was playing great. I was honestly, I was like having one of my better rounds. And, dude, they kind of told me, they were like, look, man, it's kind of wet out there, and I must have not been listening. They were like, keep it in the fairway. Okay. Okay? And so I went, and I was trying to cut across part of a hole. Dude, I got a golf cart stuck in the mud yesterday. (laughs) 
I was like spinning the wheels, and blood was flying around. I got out, I tried rocking it back and forth, and I had to do that lonely walk all the way back to the clubhouse. Dudes on other holes, just like looking at me like, you fat, pathetic loser. And then, like, you know, they're sitting there going, we're right behind you. Now we got to wait for this all day. And, like, they had to bring out, like, another cart and the chain, and we had to, like, rock it back. And I said to him, I was like, I'm so, dude, I was out in the pond. Orville, and that's where I play uh, like most of my golf. I play a lot of places, but that's where I play most of my golf. And I was so thankful that's where I was because I was like, at least this is like my home, and at least I know these people. Like, if I had to do that, of course, I didn't know. Honestly, I may have grabbed my clubs and ran walked the, off, may have ran to the parking lot. I may have, yeah. That was one of the most embarrassing dude, dudes were like clapping <laughs> as I as we got it, like, un. Stuck from the mud. Oh my god! And then I go into the clubhouse to have a drink after the round, and dude, everybody coming up to me is like, "Hey, so, so you got unstuck, huh?" It was the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened on a golf course to me, other than my game itself. It's terrible. We have a four pack of tickets for the can charge. That game, I believe, is Wednesday night. You bet. We'll pass those out right now. We'll take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625, and more Stansbury Show right around the corner. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Dude, I'm so embarrassed. I don't know why I talk about this stuff. So I, like, I was telling this story about how I got the golf cart stuck yesterday, yeah. and the grounds crew out there at the golf course is listening. They sent me the photo. I just tweeted it out. It's at Sansbury Show if you have Twitter. It's so funny. I'll post it up at the, the Facebook page as well here in a minute. But, yeah, man, I felt like the biggest dumbass. One of the guys actually said to me, he goes, you know, if you lose 10 pounds, maybe the cart doesn't sink. I was going to say. Jesus. Why has everything got to come back to my waistline? Oh, good God. 930, we'll pass out a pair of tickets for Chris Rock as he hits the State Theater April 20th. We'll get you into that. So I'm reading a very disturbing story here, and it makes me very um, happy for me, and um, this puts a little perspective into my life, and uh, and I feel very fortunate, is probably the right word, that I don't fall into this group, okay? okay? And it says here, of the countries, approximately 100 million full-time employees, okay, 51% are not engaged at work. Meaning, it says here, they feel no real connection to their jobs and they end up doing the bare minimum, also known as the human being way. Right. Another 16% Fantone are actively disengaged, meaning they hate and resent their jobs. They tend to gripe to coworkers and drag down office morale as a result. Debbie Downers is what we call them. Yeah. I feel very happy. Like, I will bitch about my job to other coworkers. I may bitch about how management decides to handle certain things, but I think that's part of just being a co- or coworker and like a worker, like for the man, right? I think if, if you don't work for you, there's, you're always going to have that mentality that you know more than what your boss knows. Everybody yeah, kind of does that. Everybody feels that way. And whether it is or is not true, I mean, that is, is, is a very common thought. And, and man, oh man, if I was in his position, I'd run things differently and I would do this, that, and the third now this you know and it's just like yeah but you're not in that position you're in the position you are and and you kind of have to deal with that you know the the, the terms and conditions of, of that yeah it this i i feel i mean if i've ever been i mean my life has been questionable at best All right but if i <laughs> a lot of questions a lot of questions a lot of them a lot of a lot of, lot of, lot of fill in the blanks mm-hmm. but if i got one thing right 
if I was able to get one thing right, it's that in my adult life, I have found what I believe it is that I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And that is rare, and I do feel lucky to have yeah, that. Yeah, you, you really do have to recognize that you and I are in vastly different situations than 99% of the world in the sense of we ended up being able to pursue something that we wanted to do, that we felt passionate about, and ended up being paid for it. And successful no, 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 Very few people get to chase their dream and end up actually living it and ended up actually having it be like their paycheck every week. I mean, yeah, some people are going to be like, yeah, dude, you know what? I always wanted to be a rock star. And we started the garage band, and now we got a show at Buzzbin, and dude, it's dude, we're, we're, we made it. This is it. And like, okay, you're chasing your dream, but you're not making a paycheck out of it. You're not making your day to day life out of it. You're not making your, you know, your way, your way with it. And and we did. So I feel like for us to have perspective on this is a little bit different. Most people are going to work every day. We all go to work for the paycheck. Dan does it. I do it. You do it. Everyone in the listening right now, you go to work for the paycheck. That's there's no yeah. doubt about that, but they go to work for a for a dream that isn't theirs, for a goal that isn't theirs, for a for a company that has no interest in them. At least you and I, yeah, they can put two other idiots in here and have them talk. But at least there's some sort of like everybody's replaceable, right? Yeah. But there's some sort of of we bring something different to this company. We bring something that you can't just get from anywhere else. A vast majority of people's job, anybody else can do them. Should not be shocking, as I'm reading from CBSNews.com, that says that companies with lots of unhappy employees pay a price in terms of more people stay home from work, absentee, yeah, you're, there's a turnover, there's you know lack of productivity. Now, turnover's a big one. In most businesses, most companies, I would imagine that somebody leaving that job, then having to search for the person to take it, mm-hmm. or promote from within for mm-hmm. maybe somebody who's not ready, and then take the time to put into this new person to show them the ins and outs of what needs to be done, costs money. Certainly. Right? And so I... There has, I feel like this is coming. I feel like this is, we're barreling down the hill and the snowball's getting bigger and bigger and bigger to a realignment of corporation and like cog in the machine. And that something is going to happen to try to figure out how to weave this back. Because in the 70s, it was still part of the American business model to be successful, to have your employees happy to work there. Well, and you know, a lot changed in the 1970s. It was kind of, it, it was in that, in that run of when, you know, I think there was a fundamental switch of there's a responsibility as you as a corporation, a business owner, to have, you know, uh, employees that are happy, to have employees that are satisfied with life and are, are, are being able to, you know, make a life with the money that you pay them but now it's just like well just you're lucky that you have a job and we're not paying you anything to do it we're paying you less than what you're worth to do it and and that's a frustrating place for people to be man that's a i i understand why I, I feel like I don't get paid enough. I, I, I genuinely you believe that. Get and, paid and enough. I feel like Dan doesn't get paid enough, but it makes it much easier to swallow that pill because I love my job. It's a lot easier to swallow that pill every day knowing that I get to come in here and do this job. I don't want to put you in a in an awkward place here, but true or false, Matthew Fantone, that if you didn't love what you did over this last three years, you would have quit by now. True. True. If this was any other job and I was getting paid this much and I was putting this much into it and getting returning what I got, if this was any other job, I'd be like, screw it, I'll go get another job. Even I can't if, just go get another job here. True or false that even if it were a radio job and the show didn't come together as well as this one has and it was as good and as fun as it is, you probably would have quit. 
true. Yeah, I mean, if this if this was any other gig, I mean, those I, are both true of me too. Right. If this was any other gig, if you were anybody else, I would have stormed out of here by now, dude. I quit. I, I I don't care about this idiot. I don't care about that. You know, I, yeah. I would have been. Uh, yeah, I would have because I and I do and I don't want I don't want the company to feel like I'm backing them up against a corner. And be like, you don't pay me enough, and like I don't want to be one of those guys. Right. But at the end of the day, for what this job typically pays across the line, we are what would be considered to be in the industry to be underpaid. Right. And I've talked about this a couple of times that they've decided to realign that, and the way they've done it is offered us more time away from the studio. And I talk about this every chance I get because I know when I take days off, people are sitting there thinking to me, lazy ass, lazy. you can't even drink. It's can't LeBron even drink. James. And it's, uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, I hate that mentality. I would do three shows a day if, if, if they would want it. I'm just, I'm that way. I'm, that's the guy I am. And so like when that was the thing, I remember saying to my boss, dude, people are going to hate me over this because they already perceive my job to be super easy. And now if I need more days off for it, I look lazy because of how you want to do this. LeBron stands Barry over there. Well, dude, that gets me to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, and a, and a giant penis as well. So I think you should be okay with that one. Born with it. Um, I just—it's a I, curse. I, I I think that you know, as workers, as employees, as kind of the uh, the, the 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 faceless you know bricks in the wall. I guess we can all hope that this happens. And like, hey, man, they're going to start taking care of us again. But until corporations are kind of forced into that corner, it's not going to happen. Nobody's just going to be like, oh yeah, you know what? Well, maybe we will start taking better care of. It's a place. little idealistic. It is. I mean, and and, and I don't want to like you know get into a huge thing because we're up against a clock here. But it's like the same concept of 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 trickle down economics where it's like they're not going to give up any of that. You think that the okay they're you're going to give them more money and they're going to start giving it up. No they're, no, they're not. So why are they going to do that with anything else? Why would they do that with quality of life? Until you back them into a corner and they have no other option, you're just going to keep on being exploited. You are. Yeah, work for the man. <laughs> Die 10 years too early. Right. That's the way right, it works. Right. We'll hire two schmucks to carry your cardboard box on the street. God, way to bring the mood down well, on a Monday. That's where we are. That's where we are. USA! USA! <laughs> Damn right. Chris Rock tickets up for grabs 930. Oh, oh, oh. What do we got? So I always talk about Colorado, how yeah. like the like the you know their economy is like robust right now because of the marijuana smoking dope. Okay, well marijuana is ruining an industry in Colorado, and it needs to be examined. Down with the weed. Next on Rock 106.9. Oh, and Canton in particular has a, a very real issue right now of flight, and that people are leaving these towns, people right. are leaving these areas, so you lose tax revenue, and it's like, well, where are we going to make that up? You How can do we either, get that? You can either A, start taxing people more, nobody wants that, or B, you can introduce a new revenue source. Stream. And, 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 and marijuana is one hell of a revenue source. And if we're going to be honest, the only reason you don't want to do it is because you like the reefer madness lie. Why? And you like being able to tell your kids that lie because it's easier to tell your kids to stay off drugs. That's what it all comes down to, is that it makes it easier for you to tell your kids not to do drugs. While you're cracking open Bud Lights, dude. (laughs) Who cares? And taking Vicodin that your doctor gave you three years ago. (laughs) Who cares? Weed's the worst. And so Colorado's economy through the roof right now. So much so, Fantone. You remember, we covered this story when it happened. The government sent money back to the taxpayers because they, they brought in more than they thought. Let that sink in. A state government sent taxpayers money back. Gave them money yeah. because of how much money this brought in. Think about it. What does everybody want? You want $15 an hour, right? Everybody right. wants a raise, right? Right. Well, everybody in Colorado got a raise. Yeah. Everyone. What? So you keep fighting this. We got to staunchly be against marijuana. For what? 
to keep the phar- pharmaceutical companies healthy? Yeah. That's boy, what you're fighting boy, for? Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Ohio has no problem with opioids right now. And boy, I'm glad that we don't have another uh, alternative medicine available to people dealing with pain issues. So I have another story coming out of Colorado that proves what I'm saying is true and that you got to get over your illogical, irrational fear of this. And unfortunately, um, Ohio's going to have to be backed into that. Much like gay marriage, um, it's just going to have to be the federal government. (laughs) It's just going to have to be the (laughs) federal government that comes out and says this because we had our opportunity to do this. We had our opportunity to vote on this as a state and and we dropped the ball terribly. So the marijuana industry in Colorado is ruining, they say, another industry in the state. Okay. Venture a guess for me. Um... Um, I, I I don't know. I would assume I would assume with it's ruining it's ruining the industry. Alcohol alcohol sales are probably okay. Now. now that's a very logical guess. Yeah, but it's wrong. Son of a bitch. The marijuana industry is ruining, and you would never think this because of the stereotype that goes with smoking weed. Okay, okay? but they say the marijuana industry is hurting, harming the restaurant industry in Colorado. Now no. again, no way. The standard thought is smoke a joint, get the munchies, need to eat. So I'm sure people are thinking, no way, everybody's stoned out there. So maybe what you're thinking is, well, are people smoking in the restaurants? And so people who don't smoke weed don't want to go into the restaurant? No, it's not that either. That's that's always kind of the joke is that like, oh, dude, Taco Bell's profits through the roof. Medical marijuana's legal now. Taco Bell profits. So here is how the marijuana industry is hurting the restaurant industry in Colorado and Denver in particular because that's the big city. If if if, I, if nothing, even if they didn't positively impact it, I would assume it was a non-impact. How could they negatively impact? Here's it? how they're negatively in, uh, impacting the restaurant business. It's because the restaurants can't get people to come work there anymore because the jobs, wait for it, in the marijuana industry are too good. So not only do they get tax money back, but yeah. it's a job creator which pays. Listen to this: twenty-two dollars an hour with full benefits to work the marijuana situation in Colorado. So you guys, somebody send me the thing that why this shouldn't be the thing tomorrow where we start to do this state by state by state by state. Quit cutting off your nose to spite your face. Quit doing it because that's all you're doing. And you're costing me money. And because, again, I want marijuana to be legalized because guess what they're going to do starting day one? What's that? Advertise! Yeah, they will. And so, of course, my life's going to get better. I mean, and they're going to tax it too. I mean, like they're going to, everyone's, this guy's got a job now, so he's paying into taxes. This guy's off of any government assistance. This dude, this dude has found himself a, a career. Um, I guess where, where I'm going to run into some, some questions here is, so on average that a marijuana related jobs paying 22 bucks an hour, how many marijuana related jobs can there really be? Because restaurants is almost an infinite supply of jobs. You know what I mean? Like dishwasher, bus, every subway, servers, every. Host. Every McDonald's, right. every Applebee's, every ship manager, right. a lot of different jobs there. I wonder, but I mean, if, if it's already impacting negatively their hiring rates, people are stopping to imply at restaurants because the jobs in the weed industry are so good. It pays $22 an hour full benefits, they say. In 2016 alone, Fortune magazine reports the Colorado marijuana industry brought over $1 billion in revenue. Jeez. As well as a $150 million in tax revenue for the state. Jeez. Guys, what are we arguing about? What are we arguing about? Uh-huh. Tell me again why marijuana shouldn't be legalized. Give me one solid, halfway well-thought-out reason, and I'll listen. But nobody ever can do it. It's, well, that's the way it's always been. 
It's the way it's always been. You're protecting the alcohol companies. You're protecting the pharmaceutical companies, which you spend the rest of your day bitching about online. Spend the rest of your day snorting down Vicodins. It's ridiculous. I've never seen anything like this. And yes, I always have to make this claim that part of this is coming from a selfish place that I would like this product to be legal so I don't feel like a criminal. I will always state that to show you where my bias lies. Okay? But $150 million in tax revenue, a billion dollars in revenue for the state, $22 an hour, which is what you're all bitching that you want, and here it is, and you won't do it because you're going to have to tell your sophomore that they can graduate while still smoking joints. He's smoking weed anyway. He's doing fine. It's right. Probably, it's probably NHS, dude. He's probably doing great things out there volunteering in the community. High as balls, dude. I will don't even know. never get this. Um, I guess. You we know, can grow it here. Right. We can cultivate it here. Yeah. We can pay Americans to work it. It's We don't need anybody else from anywhere else. We can do We have the land. We can do this. We don't need a foreign country to do this. This isn't oil. We don't need alliances with anybody else. This could be our oil. And you won't do it out of walking back a lie that has been sold to you since you were a kid. And let's be real. It's you, ridiculous. You don't even really believe it. Yeah, you're telling your kid that, but we know you're smoking weed. Smoking Smoking their weed you stole out of their Come top drawer now. after they went to bed. You know all about your tricks, mom and dad. Um, I, I obviously, I, you know, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I know I, you I, are. I, 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 I Don't su- make me punch you. I support your, uh, I support your, your, your thoughts there. Um, people are going to make the argument of, well, I don't want. Uh, kids to have an increased um, accessibility to it. I don't want kids to be able to smoke weed and and, and therefore no legal Okay, weed. well, what I'll say to that yeah. is we didn't have to borrow a mobile morgue for joints, but we no, did we have to borrow a mobile morgue. Stark County did to stack bodies in it, in it over those drugs from the pharmaceutical company. We did have to do that. Well, and the thing I'll always get point, over your fear. The thing I'll always point to with people who make, the, who make the argument of, well, I don't want my kids to have access to it. Like when I was in high school, it was so much harder to get alcohol. Like it was so hard to get Dude, booze. Weed sold but in I, the lockers. Right, I could buy, I could buy weed all the time. Like buy, it was it, no problem. When I was in high, school, I graduated in '94. I could get any drug I wanted in the 400 hallway of any day. I knew that every day. But alcohol was tough because there's regulation to it. Right. Drug dealers don't care if. If it's a 17-year-old they're selling Not to. Not at all. The guy working at Speedway does. He can't sell He can't sell that Molson Triple X to that kid in the Speedway because he's going to lose his job. Drug dealers aren't going to lose their job. And, dude, that, how about that? I mean, I would have to assume that drug dealers in Colorado have gone through a very tough spot where it's like, dude, at the end of the day, marijuana is the main cash crop when it comes to drugs. There's more money to be made in cocaine and heroin and hard drugs, sure. But more top-end money. But at, at, the, at the end of the day... The, the 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 blood of the drug industry is marijuana. It I, is. I'm hearing the argument is there's no way to regulate how high you are when you're driving. Okay, well there is now. There, I mean, they're getting very close to that breathalyzer. And to be honest with you, we didn't have the breathalyzer for alcohol forever either. We didn't have that forever. And if it honestly, and this is, sounds so bad to say, but it's so true. If they didn't charge you ten grand for a DUI, there wouldn't be DUIs. Oh, dude. They don't care about your life. Remember, they I mean, don't care about you being safe at all. They care about the money. Forty years ago, they followed you home. You know what I'm saying? Like forty years ago, the cop was like, "All right, let's pull it out of the ditch." And One we'll too many, Johnny. Home. We'll be right behind you. Um, they don't care about your life. They and, care about your money. And 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 as far as like, well, they don't know how you are while you're driving. Scientists get on it. This is a multi-billion-dollar thing we're talking yes. about. Scientists get on it. We did the story last get year. A seventeen-year-old kid in Washington has it. He has the thing. Notice, nobody's heard from him since. I wonder who paid to shut him up.
Was it Pfizer? Because I bet it was. I bet it was. And I always say this, stop pushing for the medical marijuana thing, because eventually what they're going to do is they're going to extract the oil, get it in a pill, and you'll swallow it. You're not going to be high. You won't get high, and it'll, it'll alleviate the pain. Worst. you got to stop talking about medical marijuana. If you want recreational weed, that's what you say you want. You know why? Because you're a grown-up who can make decisions for your goddamn self. Don't let the government live your life for you. You live it. <laughs> I just, dude, I mean, money's falling from the sky in Colorado, but Ohio's like, nope, not for us. Meanwhile, dude, I got farmers going to Washington, D.C. talking about how they don't get paid enough to farm things. Well, guess what? We'll pay you to grow weed now because that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. But no, because you have a kid in high school, let's not make $150 million in tax revenue for the state. Let's not do that. Don't bitch to me anymore about potholes in Canton. Don't do it. You don't get to do it. Not if you're going to turn up your nose at what would fix it. Just fill them with weed, man. Just fill them with weed. Some of that brick weed. We'll pass out those Chris Rock tickets next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Tomorrow, 9 o'clock, we'll uh, do New Tour Tuesday if you are in a local band. Would like to make a submission? You can do so. Sansbury.wrqk.com. Include an MP3. Short little bio of the band. Make sure it's radio edited. I don't want to have to work to make you popular. No. We're not going to either. No. I'll just throw it out. This is essentially what will happen there. But we love uh, exposing the local music there. For New Tour Tuesday. Again, I want to thank everybody who uh, bought some tickets for Shinedown via our internet pre-sale. Um, the production company reached out to me and said, dude, this is one of the most successful radio station pre-sales we've ever seen. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. I think it's more of a testament to how good Shinedown is, maybe, yeah. maybe. but uh, yeah. but you guys showed up and drove us to buy tickets. We appreciate that. Made us look good. We like it. Thank, thank you. you. We have Chris Rock tickets. We'll give you those here in a minute. I uh, This story local, and Fantone, I, I hope you had read this a little bit because okay. I'm having a hard time making sense of this. And I'm reading from the CantonRep.com now, and that's not an indictment on them. I just I don't totally understand what's happening. But apparently it says here, the headline is, Belden Village and the Strip are very popular for sex ads. Okay. It says here, the commercial area of North Canton was among the top three locations listed for escort, escort advertisements in Northeast Ohio. So that means from being posted from here? Like yeah, being from used the as yeah, you know, if you if you what do I want to say whether it's Backpage or Craigslist or wherever you're looking at hooker ads, um, I think what they're saying is located in Belden Village, located in North Canton, located around the Strip, located, you know. They say here areas identified as North Canton accounted for 117 <sighs> ads. Another 35 came from nearby Belden Village and the Strip areas of Jackson Township. Yeah, I mean, I guess those are such so it says iconic here, landmarks that, like, if you were a hooker and you were giving somebody the general vicinity of where you were, I understand why you would use Belden as, like, right by uh, this. Uh, right around Belden Village. Okay. It says to complete the study, nine people examined 3,000 advertisements on backpage.com. Stansberry being one of them. <laughs> what's that? What's that one hooker you're always talking about? Some, some, uh, what is Miss Crystal or something like that? <laughs> well, Holly is the real big, <laughs> oh, Holly, Holly right, is the right. real, is the real big hooker in the area, it seems like. And the last time I talked about her, like some dude hit me up and was like, don't do that. She robbed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course she did, dude. Of course she did. You know, I, I don't know if that story's true or not. I'm sure she's a hooker with a heart of gold. <laughs> Just a, and, just a golden center. Yes, yeah, I'm sure. But so that was so. Hold on, they had nine people look through three thousand advertisements on Backpage.com. Okay, 
All right. Between December 15th of 2014 and March 23rd. Okay. The Imagine Foundation, AmeriCorps Victim Assistance Program, partners against trafficking of the humans. Spells out paths, apparently. Okay. They say this really kind of shows us where the hot spots are. So where commercial sex is happening, and that's a woman who works with PATH, and anywhere that you have commercial sex happening, you're more than likely to have sex trafficking. Now, I would yeah. imagine that was true. Yeah. Now, this is going to be, I, I want to walk carefully here, because again, this is our community, right. but we have a massive attraction here right. that routinely brings in athletes and former athletes every year, and... Those dudes are well-known to use the prostitutes. Warren Sapp got arrested at the Super Bowl yeah, for did. hiring the prostitutes. Yeah, every year around the Super Bowl, the story comes out, you know, uh, prostitutes flying in, 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 in droves down to New Orleans to go be hookers. For, every yeah. every yeah. good stripper I know, like really good, like n- about their money, not just like, you know what I mean, like wants to make a living at it. A- anywhere the Super Bowl is, they go there and work for the week because there's so much money. Well, The Hall of Fame induction is going to be a lot of that, too. There's going to be a lot of football players in here. So I hate – I don't want to link them to this because it's not their fault, right? right? It's not not. their fault at all. But people will look to exploit a situation. And anytime there's that many people in a town, yeah, people are going to try to supply prostitutes to that. And I think it would be, well, denial to not admit that sex trafficking, human trafficking comes into prostitution. Oh, uh, yeah. It would be denial. Well, I mean, obviously, as prostitution is illegal and such a seedy, like, unregulated, thing that yes of course that's going to be the avenue of of people who are human trafficking and things like that that's that, yes that's anything other than that would be asinine it'd be stupid um this is year round though you know what i'm saying if this was like hey spike in canton hookers because of you know okay right so like there's got to be something more to it and than those just, months weren't even around when the induction is right so there's got to be something more to it than just well, let me figure that out, because what are we close to? I don't know if it's that we're close to anything, but as we sit right now, I think where from where we sit, and if you look at it anyway from like an hour from here, I guess, or within 45 minutes of here, Belden is kind of one of the nicer areas, I want to say. Sure. So, so, so if you're a, a hooker, rather than saying like, hey, I'm going to be at the Sleazy Motel on Tusk to say I'll be in the Belden Village area, makes it a little bit like, well, maybe I won't get robbed. Because it's in the Belton Village area, nobody gets robbed up there. Maybe I won't, you know, deal with. This isn't with, a prostitute. This is the girlfriend experience. Right, right. I'm not going to be dealing with some meth head hooker that doesn't have teeth in her mouth. It's going to be a classy, a classy woman in a black dress, I guess, or something like that. But there's probably a little bit of that where if you associate yourself with nicer things, a nicer area, you're going to be perceived as being more, you know, uh, worth money. Back in July, a 38 year old Plain Township man was charged with human trafficking in a case involving underage girls from Canton and other communities. He's accused of paying a 13-year-old girl 20 bucks for sex. And then a 37-year-old Kyle, uh, Kyle Falls man was arrested in September after placing an online ad to purchase a child and driving Jesus. to Alliance to buy a 10-year-old girl. See, now, now we're taking it a totally different like, world That's here. not right. Like That's going past prostitution. Way past, dude. And I mean, like, yes, and, you, and I don't know if you can separate the two right now. I don't know if you can separate the concept of prostitution from human trafficking. But good God, dude. I mean, from, from jokes about hookers on Backpage to now it's a 10-year-old from Alliance getting yeah, bought. and there's no no jokes to be had there. So, And I know I just went off on another tangent on the break earlier about legalizing something. Sure. And so I don't want to be guilty of just hitting you over the head with the same thing over and over sure. again. But I'm telling you, and maybe I'm wrong here. I guess I could be wildly wrong here. But my guess is that if we open brothels 
And I don't necessarily want to make red light districts, but like if you open brothels and you allow this to happen and we regulate, don't we, again, I always say this, you're never going to eradicate a problem, but because you're not going to eradicate it doesn't mean that that's a good enough reason not to take steps in the right direction. Right. And I think, and maybe, and, and this is just me thinking, I don't have data that backs this up anything. This is just my opinion running through my head that if we legalize prostitution a, you reduce the stigma, and B, I think it does reduce human trafficking at that point. I, I think it has to in the sense of there's now regulation and people are not going to want to risk their 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 company or their revenue source or their income based on on these other you know things. When you when you put something underground, all you're going to do is just drive it deeper and further down in there into a darker place. And like I mean, yes, there are still going to be issues when it comes to legal, legal, legal brothels and legal prostitution. Always, but if you can severely, you know, reduce those problems, I, yeah, it, it feels right to me. And once again, I mean, we're talking about money here. We're talking about money that will be taxed here. We're talking about you know income, and and I, yeah, it just makes sense. I don't understand it. All you do by keeping stuff like this illegal is create revenue streams for criminals. That's all you do. I know you think you're being moral. I know you think you're doing the Christian thing. And it's not right for a woman to sell her body. But at least with legal brothels, what you have there is a woman who made the decision to sell her body. Versus having a bag shoved over her head, tied around with a hose, stuffed in the trunk, driven four states away, and forced into selling her body. Where she doesn't even get to keep the money the pimp does. At least if we legalize, girls get paid, we get taxed, and again... More revenue, and then we could fix the potholes so you'll stop screaming. There you go, dude. Fixing potholes with pot and hookers. You know dude. what more tax dollars does? What is that? Hires the cops you want. Yeah. Hires the fire. Yeah. Hires the you know uh, you know the fire department and, guys you want. Man, women. Sorry. And just think, dude. Cops wouldn't have to be dealing with arresting hookers, and they wouldn't have to be dealing with arresting you know potheads, and they wouldn't have to deal with any of that. They could be solving more crimes. And oh, sounds good. You'd get laid. Which is probably the best reason to do it. Chris Rock tickets up for grabs as the show gets closed out next on Ruck 1069.